Sir? I don't want any more trouble like you had last year in the Fillmore district. Understand? That's my policy. Yeah, well, when an adult male is chasing a female uh, with intent to commit rape, I shoot the bastard. That's my policy. Intent? How did you establish that? Well, a naked man is chasing a woman through an alley with a butcher knife and a horn on it. I figure he isn't out collecting for the Red Cross. Welcome to Cinemigos, a podcast all about expanding the cinematic horizons of its hosts, John. Okay, sir, you're a Lebowski, I'm a Lebowski, that's terrific. Rob. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And Hydroburn. What country you from? What? what ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? Welcome to Cinemigos, the podcast all about expanding cinematic horizons. I'm your host, the cinematic archaeologist, Rob, and today we're reviewing my pick, also from 1971, Dirty Harry, directed by Don Siegel and starring Clint Eastwood. But before we uh, discuss that, let's introduce the rest of the group. All hail, it's Hyderberg. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, punks? (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) And the Kineticon slot, John, how you doing, buddy? Yo, 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 yep. What up, what up? Good to be here. Excited to be here. Another lovely week. Been looking forward to this. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, good to see you guys. Getting ready to talk about one of my favorite films of all time, Dirty Harry. Um, So you got to ask yourself one question. Why did Rob pick this movie? Well, I'll tell you. you. (laughs) We're going to be doing that a lot today, I have a feeling. No. No, actually, why I chose this film... Like John in Murder by Death, this is a film that I spent a lot of time with my grandfather watching. It was one of his favorite films. And, you know, it's just uh, it's one of those films also that not only is it just something I have a an emotional attachment with, but it is a film that has changed cinematic history as well. And like I said, I'm a fan of Clint Eastwood. I like this director. The film is just awesome. Uh, I know John had not seen it. If you watch our Cobra episode, John said he had not seen Dirty Harry, so that's why he chose it. But uh, Heidelberg, had you seen it before? Uh, so after completing the film, because I wasn't sure going in, to be honest, I, I honestly did not know uh, whether I had seen the entire film or just new parts from pop culture. I have seen some of the sequels. So I was like, well, which one was it? You know, I was young. So I don't think I've seen this one. Uh, like all the way through, I think because okay. there are parts to me that like I think I've seen on uh, I don't know like things on Bravo that talk about film and like show Dirty Harry stuff like that, but I don't think I ever actually sat down and watched Dirty Harry. So I think it was a first time watch for me too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, John, I, I, had you seen any Dirty Harry films like uh, Heidelberg or like you're just fresh? No. Nope. Total fresh for me. Uh, slightly similar, like you're talking about. Uh, my grandpa loved these movies, and you know, we uh, we had watched. We, you know, that was kind of our thing. Like we just always watched these old ass movies that he had laying around when I was like, you know, seven all the way up through twelve. Like I, you know, go hang out with him. We'd watch movies. He was a huge fan of the Dirty Harrys, but for whatever reason, all we ever ended up watching was westerns. So. This okay. one is a completely blank spot for me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, my grandfather would constantly quote this film 
Like we yeah. would, we would we would take turns quoting you know Dirty yeah. Harry together. It's just it's that that's how much we both just love the film. And uh, you know to this day, you know it's still like when you, you think about like there's so many like great like one liners from this series that oh, yeah. it's like even if you've never seen the film, you've heard this you've heard the 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 famous lines you know from from Dirty Harry. It's like go ahead make my day. Yeah, I mean we all we've all heard that. <laughs> Where's the trigger? Yeah. yeah. Where's Ray? Oh no, I'm sorry. That's Batman. That's yeah. Batman. yeah. <laughs> Where's the bomb? Oh, wait, that's that's 24. Sorry, guys. You know, it's not not this. Jack Bauer. <laughs> not the same thing. Um, but yeah, why don't we? Uh, I'm gonna give the spoiler warning. If you haven't seen uh, Dirty Harry from 1971, go ahead, pause the podcast, watch the movie, come back, join us. Um, and then here's the uh, the synopsis. What a man calling himself Scorpio menaces San Francisco, tough as nails police inspector. Dirty Harry Callahan is assigned to take down the crazed psychopath. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just a little bit of pre-production before we start, because this is one of those films that has bounced around a bunch of studios. There was a lot of people that were considered for the role, considered to direct. This actually it was not just something like a plug and play. Like, of course, we got to have this person in there and so on and so forth. So initially, this was, I think the rights were bought by ABC. They wanted a whole bunch of different uh, type of guys in there. They were looking at John Wayne, Frank Sinatra. was. Those are the first people considered. Uh, they turned it down. Then they looked to guys like Robert Mitchum, uh, whose brother's actually in the film, uh, Steve McQueen. Uh, he didn't want to do it because he he didn't want to do another cop movie after. Yeah, uh, it's very similar to Bullet. Yeah, yeah. he did. So Same he's like, he's out. Cop uh burt lancaster was also considered um i'm not sure if you're familiar with burt lancaster he's a whole whole bunch of stuff great actor uh and they couldn't really find a an actor for it so abc and they were also like okay maybe we'll turn into a movie that didn't work and so it kind of sat on the shelf for a while until warner brothers picked it up uh warner brothers essentially i think they wanted paul newman nice. and paul newman had just done i think harper so he wasn't really interested and that's when he said hey why do you put clint eastwood in here he'd be perfect for this role hmm. uh so that's kind of how we got clint eastwood into the picture uh directors that were considered were don siegel was not the one that was considered they wanted uh Oh, they wanted a oh here uh so Sidney Pollock, who has would become a famous actor director later in his career. Um, and they uh, uh they also wanted Irvin Kirshner, who uh did Never Say Never Again, mm. and uh he did Robocop 2 and mm. Electric Brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was like once Eastwood came on board. He said, hey, let's get Don Siegel aboard because he, had, I think, had worked with him before. And yeah, and, and he's a, a great director. So that's how we get Don Siegel. We'll talk. I'll talk about him a little bit towards the end. And actually, the Scorpio was not the guy who played Scorpio, the main villain, uh, Andrew Robinson, who we saw in Cobra. He mm-hmm. was also not the first one considered. It was because of Clint Eastwood that Andrew Robinson got the role. Hmm. Really? He wanted so the original person considered was Audie Murphy, who is a famous uh, singer. Uh, Audie Murphy from the Bizarro World. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Audie Murphy, not Audie. Eddie Murphy. I want half Audie. Uh, but he actually, <laughs> he ended up actually, uh, before filming started, he tragically died in a plane crash. So oh, obviously he couldn't do the uh, do the role. But get this, 
James Conn was considered for this. Uh, oh, for, no shit. Role Scorpio. Wow. So that, I don't know how that would have worked. It had a different flow to it. Yeah. Oh, well, he would have been young, though. I'm thinking old James. Right? Yeah. Th- so this is just before Godfather. So this is uh-huh. very young James Conn that would be in the role. And then he wouldn't have been in Godfather had he been in this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Maybe he wouldn't Most have been likely, in, the, probably not. in the film. But it was uh, after uh, Eastwood had seen Andrew Robinson uh, on a few, uh, I think some like uh, theater stuff. Uh, he's like, yeah, this is the guy. He looks like this unkempt, crazed hippie. That's who I want in the picture. Because it look, it sounds like Eastwood once he got involved, re- and uh, you know, he had actually just directed his first film, so he kind of had a, a a cachet at that point to really drive the film around and kind of get the people he needed to get in there. So, so that's kind of like how we how we get to Dirty Harry. Uh, so we can kind of dive in, uh, dive into the film. Uh, just my thoughts uh, right off the bat. I like the um, there was like an old school. Um, Warner Brothers like symbol that starts the uh, movie. I love it. Yeah, that was pretty cool looking. I kind of like the aged, you know, uh, sign. I'm not used to seeing it. Right. Yeah. This is this is right after I think some of the Warners either passed away or kind of sold off uh, to directors of the studio. So this is like right as that change of the guard happened. That so mm-hmm. we get that kind of that 70s logo, which I I do like for Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's cool looking. It's always funny when you see stuff like it's like when I watch an MGM one and you see the real lion, you know. Yeah. And oh one. yeah. Like oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah. And we get so we get the uh, we see the monument is like a tribute to the fallen officers of San Francisco. Yeah, that's like a theme here, right? And they're um, that goes really far back. It goes to eighteen seventy eight. I noticed it's like all yeah. the cops that died in the line of duty. Um, and then we get the sniper. We cut to the sniper with this like tense music. I like the music that sets up this opening. Yeah, I I, I actually put that note uh, as well because it's like I was like, man, the sound motif for for our killer is really interesting. I kind of I kind of liked it. Yeah, there's like a horror vibe to it. Uh, oh yeah, you get the POV shot up for through the snipe uh, sniper scope, uh-huh. and he's and like, like stalking her. Yeah, yeah. Do you think now that this this lady is his first victim? Nah, that wasn't yeah. my thought. I, 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 he's already a well-seasoned vet, like, because he, he, I don't think so for another reason being like him leaving the note and then thinking about like, like, this is a guy that they, I, I think has already built up the reputation and is, you know, been, been in business for a while. Otherwise, I don't think you, you get quite the attention from the whole force like that, that you would get if that was like a, a first offense, you know what I mean? As, as dramatic as it was. Yeah, I don't know. And this is definitely supposed to be based off Zodiac, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, John. Yes, it is. The Scorpio, the Scorpio Killer, is uh, uh, based off the real life Zodiac Killer. Yeah. If you've seen the movie Zodiac, they show Dirty Harry uh, in that film because yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of this weird like meta reality that yeah. is going on through mm-hmm. these two films. So it's funny. Yeah, that uh, is interesting. Actually, that meta reality. That's funny. Yeah, the uh, but I, I I actually agree with you, John. Similar to uh, to M, where we kind of feel like this killer has been on the prowl for a while. Yeah, and we're kind of coming halfway into like where the town has just had enough. Like, or we we need to get this guy, and that's why they kind of uh, the mayor is kind of like, well, let's let's pay him. Let's just let's give into his demands, and it's right. like, he's already. Yeah, like, I, know, I kind of disagree the way they frame it. It's like this was the first kill that really got attention. Or I don't know, or that he left a note or like actually communicated. 
Yeah, I think it's the first one that he left. I think maybe they found some body shot and they couldn't figure out whether it was a sniper or not, or maybe and then started tracking it um, and then realized that maybe they had an issue. But I think this was like the first time that maybe I don't know, because it never felt like it was like a full on investigation. It just felt like a, a case at first that just turned into something bigger. Well, I mean, either Harry Callahan is the the smartest police inspector on the planet or, you know, he had already seen like there had already been some other crimes that had happened this way. And he just happened to like, you know what? Let me see. Let me take a look over and see like where, how yeah, this, in that like, random building, like, yeah, all like, across the roof, like, like how, like, like I said, he's, like I said, he's either the smartest detective on the planet or he's already been working on it. You know? Yeah. Or he, or there have been yeah. cases very similar. Sure. It's like, you know what? Let me take a look over there just to see like what I can kind of dig up. That shot too is good, man. man. He plugs it right in the back, like right through the heart. Yeah. So apparently, uh, this is not really stated in the film, but well, uh, I think this is based off of a book and the uh, our our killer is a he is a former Vietnam vet who is kind of just like lost it. Yeah, I wish they told you more about that. Honestly, yeah, because that guy is a freaking great shot. So he must have been a sniper in in Vietnam. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, I mean, because it just like you can infer that you can basically fill in those blanks. But I think they could have dropped a hint. When they show like later on, like he's like the groundskeeper or whatever. Like when we talk about right. that, like that could have been a moment where they were like, yeah, he's a vet. And, you know, we let him stay here and he's the ground, you know, he's the groundskeeper or whatever. That would have worked out perfectly. Just a little yeah. drop of information. That might be like my only like little knock the on the flesh. Like, just like, yeah. just like a little background into like who this guy is. I could say the same thing about Callahan, honestly, too. Like his that little bit about his wife is interesting, but we don't really do it. It doesn't pay off. There's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. He finally says later on, like I thought maybe she left from divorce or or I she died. Divorce. Either way, it's a it's a touchy subject. Whenever you know, yeah. So. And everyone's like, oh shit, sorry, Callahan. Yeah, it's like they because every time like his wife is brought up or a significant, yeah. other, like they're like, oh shit, that's like, right. Like, oh, I forgot, you know. And so I'm like, yeah. oh, I forgot what? Like I think they, dead or I think, she took for everything. She took half your shit. That's, what, that's exactly yeah. that, that was my read. Like, yeah, she, I, to be honest, uh, it, it was going to be one of yeah. a, one of two things. It's she's either like fucking just took him to the cleaners or like either died. of those would be enough to create this grumpy ass dude that is, you know, <laughs> yeah, Harry. That's the thing though. Like, is he real? Like, I, I like the character a lot. I do too. He's it, but it reminds he's a fucking... me of like a like an old grandpa, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mean, absolutely. Like an old grouchy. It's like old man river that's just got a stick up in well, old man but river. It's always from a place of gold. Like it's not like he doesn't really have any issues with people. I, he's actually a really sweet guy. You know what I mean? It just it just he comes across is. like he's a dickhead because yeah. he, he, he is a little bit, but he's because he's like rough around the edges. But at the same right. time, like you said, he does have a heart and yeah. he plays into that image, though. Like there's exactly. that moment with that other the fat cop. He calls him fatso or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, and then Georgia. he says something to the uh, the new his new partner, Gonzalez, like, oh, yeah, this guy doesn't like anybody. And then he's like, well, what about Mexicans? And he like blinks at him when he says like um, he says like, oh, yeah, I don't like them either. Like and he says, yeah, it's like, it's like, kind of just like, wings at it. it's like, Spanish it's all people. bullshit. Yeah, he winks. Yeah, like he feeds into <laughs> it. He plays along with the joke. So for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, he's good at his of... job. I mean, he is a good fucking cop. He just oh, goes, yeah. he goes past the limit. You know, he, he like... I, I see it as uh, based off of what I know, kind of like the history behind this film. It was capturing the zeitgeist of the time because there was, you know, there was a rise in crime, like kind of like in the late 60s to the early 70s. And we're seeing a lot more of these crazed homicidal maniacs. And you have people that are scared 
mm-hmm. and cults. Yeah, yeah, and Callahan is kind of he captures like what we all want. It was like we want to have a guy that cares about justice and he's willing to go to what lengths he needs to when the law starts stops to suit his uh to stops to suit justice harry callahan is going to be there to to you know give out that justice yeah which is kind of like and nowadays that would this would this would be kind of like a fucked up thing that would you're like no it's you know we can't let the police go that far but at the time, like this is a lot of people like this is why this film is so successful is because well, it's still not supposed to go that far. But no, but and uh, but I'm just saying this is why this film was so successful is because that captured like what a lot of people felt at that time. Yeah, I uh, think it's a really good introduction. The uh, just the whole first scene, you get to see that the sniper is kind of terrifying like this. Mm-hmm. The idea of having this sniper on the loose in the city anywhere killing people indiscriminately like yeah it's scary yeah it's scary um you know he leaves that fucked up note and then callahan is like oh jesus uh, like he resets reading some of it but um i just i don't know i i, I like the opening I, I just the first 10 minutes kind of shows you what kind of film we're looking at here we get that oh, opening yeah. of him like coming in we get like that little 70s kind of funk beat going a little bit when callahan comes in and i like that um, when he walks to the crime scene right in the very beginning when they introduce us to him and he like kneels down, takes the glasses off and we get like the beat like rises up a little bit and yeah. you get Dirty Harry on the screen. But it's just kind of small. It's like just on his character. I kind of like that. Like yeah. it's understated. Yeah, it's like you're introducing. It's like this is Dirty Harry. Yeah, I, I dig the vibe. I, like right from the get go. I'm just like, all right, I fucking this is it. Like 70s. It's very 70s. Like it yeah. knows what it is. And it's just yeah. like, doom, 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 doom. this is peak Eastwood, man. He yeah. looks dude. Amazing. Is it me or does his hair get bigger throughout the film? Like it just it maybe because he's not able to go home and put some product in it or something. So it's just like getting more and more volume all of a sudden. That's funny. That hair, uh, man, that's like I said, that's peak Eastwood, man. He, that he other guy even older. mentioned he's like, you got to get a haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it's when you get, it, I'll get one as soon as you do. Yeah, yeah, to the, uh, to the, uh, I think it's like the lieutenant, something like um, that, or the captain. Yeah, yeah, but so like we obviously, so we we cut from like uh, the investigation. We have the lady that sniped. Uh, he finds the shell casing. We get the note, and we cut to the. I like uh, that scene too. The way they shot and showed him walking around. The camera follows him, and then we get yeah. the angle yeah. from where the sniper was, and they just frame that shot. Really, there's a lot of cool little cinematography, little things with the camera, especially this time. Sure. Yeah, and this is actually, and I think this is exactly why Eastwood chose this director because he knew his body of work of like you know getting the the right shots. Because uh, let me tell you what Don Siegel worked on before. Uh, it's very stylized. His, yeah, his first job, he did a lot of uh, montage direction, uh, most famously on Casablanca, which is my all time favorite movie. So all the map scenes, that's Don Siegel doing all that work. Uh, but he also did the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the fifties. Uh, he did the remake of uh, The Killers, uh, so there, it's 1964. It's the last film that Ronald Reagan ever did. And let me tell you, that film looks amazing as well. That shot, the, actually, that film is shot very similarly to this film. So there's a there's a lot that if we ever do that movie, you'll see kind of some similar shots in that as mm. well. Um, and, oh, he also did John Wayne's final film, The Shootist, which is a pretty damn good film as well, which came out like five years after this. But yeah, it, this is why you get Don Siegel to do this, because the guy has the ability to get these amazing shots. And really, without telling us much, we get a lot of 
background on like who this character is and what we're get, getting ourselves into. Yeah, I think that because yeah, in a, le- in a less pretty capable, good at establishing everything. Yeah, because right with a less capable director, it's like, why the hell are we following this guy up this building? Like, what is that going to? But we kind of get an idea as to what is happening uh, based off that shot. Yeah, and I feel like it paints Callahan just to show that, like, all right, he's thorough. Like, he went all the way over to this building, you know what I mean, and found the shell casing. He collects it, you know, uh, smart, you know, with the pen. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, these are all doesn't. real buildings in San Francisco, too, because uh, I remember I was watching a documentary on kind of the, the story behind Harry Callahan. And you the guy that's uh, that's uh, talking about it. He's up on that roof where the the our fir- the first kill we see of the Scorpio killer. So apparently there is is that like rooftop pool area so that that building still exists. So it's kind of yeah, you kinda can tell cool. it, it's kinda, you can see the, you know, the, the background, everything like you can tell it was shot where it was shot and like it looks it looks really good yeah san francisco is it's is also a character in the in this film as yeah. well as we'll talk about it later his gun the gun is a character as, yeah, yeah. as well uh but yeah so we get the note and that uh so we see like callahan is reading the note he's like ah oh, fuck and and cut to we touch on the note for a second yeah yeah let's touch on the note uh i was just saying they start we... breaking it down what were you saying yeah, because I see uh, what I was we're, we're going to do that. What I was just saying is that we cut to Callahan reading the notes like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, Jesus. Like, yeah. And we uh, we cut to the the meeting of the mayor, the police chief, uh, the lieutenant uh, kind of like looking at the note and figuring out what they're going to do. Yeah. So let's break down that note, Heidelberg. Uh, well, they're breaking it down. Um, but that's what it says is uh, to the city of San Francisco. I will enjoy killing one person every day until you pay me one hundred thousand dollars, which doesn't really sound like a lot of money, though. No, I know it's the seventies. And then he put a hundred thousand numerical after that. Yeah, just in case he couldn't understand. What yeah, a hundred thousand in words, and then a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Uh, if you agree, say so tomorrow morning in personal column, San Francisco Chronicle, and I will set up meeting. If I do not hear from you, it will make it will be my next pleasure to kill a Catholic priest or a N word signed scorpio and it's just like damn but i also love how like the mayor is reading it and he just kind of skips past the last word oh yeah Yeah, i'm glad that the film didn't have to feel the need to have to say it like you see it on screen yeah but but i think that that's also uh, i just think that's i was waiting for him to blurt it out because of the time frame but yeah i was glad that he he didn't because that's not this type of film yeah i i actually do i really uh i like that actor too um as the mayor Bro, what what else? I it was driving me crazy. I was oh, like, he, where uh, the fuck shoot, do I know they this have, guy? They have him up here. It's uh John Vernon. Yes, John Vernon. He is he was the dean dean warmer from Animal House. Have you guys ever seen that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. That. Uh and he obviously played the mayor in Dirty Harry. He was also a uh, uh played a character in another Clint Eastwood film which is great. Uh The Outlaw Josie Wales. He was mm. a played a character named Fletcher. Uh, but yeah, those are like he's. Uh, Isn't he one of the cops in Killer Clowns? Yes, he is. Oh, yes, sh- I've never seen that, but oh, okay. Yeah, he is. He's credited for that. I saw it today when I was looking up his. Um, yeah, that's MVP. fucking. That's got to be it. That's got to be one. Of he yeah. also did. Uh, he also did a lot, a lot of voiceover work. Um, he was. Yeah, I saw there was some animated stuff. Yeah, because he Marvel played, stuff. He did Iron like. Man and oh, Submariner. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Marvel superheroes. He was in the Batman animated series back in the day. Nice. Yeah. Who was he in the animated series? It does not say who who oh. he played in Batman the animated series, right. but uh, 
Yeah, he's he's been That's in cool. a whole bunch of stuff. He's been another uh, another uh, Lee Marvin film that I really love, Point Blank. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in, in the Mission Impossible TV show. Uh, he yeah, so he's, he's got been presence. I I liked. He's in Airplane too. It shows too. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's right. Um, yeah, he's been in a whole bunch of shit. He's uh, you know, another one of these like working actors. I liked his exchange too with Dirty Harry. Um, yes. Like they had a report. It says Rupert Thorne was the voice that he played. Oh. Oh. Okay. Batman. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah. Uh. See, I, I knew you, I knew you had the bones almost that they were there, but I need to. Ha- I was gonna help you dust them off, Rob. Yeah, that's thank right. you. You know, I, I, that's what you, you guys are becoming my fellow archaeologists. You know, yeah, you're helping, helping you know, do the research. You know, getting it done. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, guys. It's a group effort. But yeah, no, I, I like their exchange because there's a, I don't know, there's this like level of respect. It's like I get it. You're the mayor, and like the mayor's like enough with your attitude, Callahan. You know what I mean? Like talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and this is real this, this is I think this is also why I love Callahan so much is because he doesn't he doesn't give in to the bullshit where it's mm-hmm. like. He's been sitting out in the hall waiting for the mayor to call him in for yep. over over almost an hour. And it's like, well, what are you doing? What, uh, what, what's what are you guys uh, up to in the police department? It's like, well, for the last you know three quarters of an hour, I've been sitting on my ass in the in the hall. Like, what, you know, it's yeah. like when I could have been investigating the goddamn crime. <laughs> but it's like that's kind of the I love a good smart ass character. Yeah, <laughs> that's something I can that back I it up, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Definitely. And then so they, they go over the case. With him, like the captain and the mayor. Yeah, and the captain keeps cutting him off, right? He's yeah. getting all frustrated. He keeps trying to say shit. And the captain's That's like, the mayor, Callahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's, when he's leaving, there's the exchange where the mayor co- tries to, like, I guess, pull his card a little bit about something that happened. He's like, God, oh, don't let whatever happen at that, you know, and he it mentions, like, an event, like, something that happened, you know, happened, like, with this case. And he's like. Right, in the Fillmore. Yeah, and then uh, Callahan's like turns around. And he's like, he says, any guy who's like trying to rape a woman, you know. Well, it's like, well, right, when, with a, a hard when, when a naked man is running after to try to rape. Well, no, a woman. yeah, because the mayor says like intent. How did you establish that? You know, that yeah, right, right, rape. Yeah, and that's when Callahan says, yeah, when a naked man is chasing a female through an alley with a butcher knife and a hard on. I guess he isn't out collecting for the Red Cross, which I like. I like that. That's yeah. smart he gives after he drops that line too. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, well, He's all business, and then gives him like a like a. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like when a man is trying to you know, uh, rape a woman, I shoot the bastard. That's my policy. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's how he starts the conversation, and that's when like he's like, "Well, how do you know it was rape? Like, what's the intent? Like, how did you?" Yeah. Know? And it's funny because after he leaves the room, the mayor's like, it's a good point. Yeah, exactly. The mayor does say that. He says, I think he's got a point. <laughs> so I do like that. I like that the mayor's not just like this, like, um, like blowhard, sort of like the, you know, the chief and like lethal weapon, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, you know, he's played more serious, but I, I dig it because, you know, he comes into play later on too, him and Callahan uh, later on with this case. So, yeah. And then we cut to. Well, we're not we're we're not investigating the crime. Callahan's going to lunch. But yeah, this is your also, favorite part. This is this is the iconic uh, scene in the movie, and we get introduced to another character in the film, the forty four Magnum. I like uh, his the, that he's his lunch is interrupted. Like he's just there to get a dog. Yeah, two eleven in progress. It, but he knows something's off. Like man, you know that there's a four there's a car that's parked in front of the bank that's running, and the cigarette butts that are laying cigarette outside, butts, yeah. and which the camera lingers on. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you know there's there's just something seems off to him. He's like, 
They're gonna rot. Someone's but he's like, rot. I just want a glizzy. I just want to eat. Yeah, dude, glizzy, he man. wanted that big dog, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that thing's a fucking banger. monster. It was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, well, you want the you want the lunch special or the dinner special? It's like, what the fuck does it matter? You know, yeah, it's a hot dog. Give me right? My usual. Give me the usual. Yeah, but yeah, so it's like he's like he tells the guy like here's a number, call it, uh, and just tell him it's a two eleven in progress. Tell him it's in progress, and yeah. he's just like maybe he'll call it in and they'll get here in time. He's like he, he's gonna let lunch. his he's gonna let his guys handle it while he has yeah, his lunch. Just want to eat my lunch. Yeah. And then you hear the the alarm goes off, and he's like, oh shit! He one he already has like dog. half the dog in his mouth. Uh, he shoved that whole thing in his mouth because he's chomping down on that That's thing. Still a good seven Ew. inches left of that thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, legit fuck. and then i, I mean, like that, that was, uh, he, he, he didn't shove that in his prison wallet he shoved that shit in his mouth man yeah. damn i like I too mean, when I he comes hot dog fast but shit. when he comes out when he comes out and he's like you know freeze he's spitting out crumbs still so i like yeah. the continuity that they that attention to detail that they, like, yeah, you would just yeah. see the dog bro like you're still yeah you know he's like <laughs> he's like hold <laughs> he's got like some bun <laughs> Crumbs coming out of his mouth. I like that they kept that in there. And I also like I like this set piece of this little city. I think it's very convincing because it, it it looks like a city, but you can tell it's probably like this a is not. Backlot, this right? is the only this is the only part that's not filmed in San Francisco. This is done on Universal Studios on a backlot. Yeah, you can tell, yeah, but it's pretty cool. And I get it too because they can control the action, like with the water coming out and the car flipping over. Like, um, but yeah, it's a great scene. And I do, I do like the set because the attention to detail on everything on the set just looks cool. It doesn't look fake. I can kind of just tell, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause you know what those city streets look like. They just look familiar. Like, you know, there's going right, to be exactly. You know, yeah. So, cause they've been used, you know, they get used a lot in other films and redecorated and stuff like that. So, but yeah, he, I mean, he, I mean that gun, well, I don't know. Have you guys ever shot a 44 Magnum before? Nah. Oh shit. Let me tell you, that is a fucking powerful handgun. I've I've held one of those. They're heavy. I shoot it um, from the hip. Actually, that's that's how I shoot it from the hip, baby. Yeah, yeah but that the the gun has a tremendous kickback. It is really hard to use. You have to that's be very fair. skilled with it. But man, that it is a cool gun. I, I I will say that. Yeah. If you get hit with one of those, you're going down. I'll. T- well, yeah. So going down, the he blasts those fools that are robbing that bank. Those dudes start coming out in the car. Yeah. He takes out the driver. Blast him right through the windshield. And then the other guy runs a little bit, gets out, runs, and he blows that dude through a plate glass window, like just yeah. from the bullet. Because uh, the first guy that was coming out of the bank that shot at him first, he blasts him and I, I guess just wings him and like knocks him down. Yeah. To be honest, at first I was like, I when they show his leg and the, you see like red, I was like, oh shit, did, is he? Did he get shot or did he spill ketchup on himself? Great. At the yeah, I know, place? dude. It's then so I was bad. like, nah, he looks like a mustard, dude. There's no way he had yeah. ketchup on his. No, face. no, no. Yeah, so. he got blasted in the leg a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, kills the guy or kills the other guy, shoots him through a plate glass window, and then we get like this is this we is the, the scene here that this made Clint Eastwood a superstar. This is this is the scene like where he so hovers gets a boner. Oh, yeah. dude, this, is, <laughs> this is the most awesome scene in the movie where he uh, they kind of pans out to him like like from holding the gun to this guy. It's like and you get the famous line. It's like uh, was that I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth and all this excitement, we, I kind of lost track myself. But being this is a 44 Magnum, 
the most powerful handgun in the world and blow your it would blow your head clean off uh it's clean <laughs> off. Ask yourself one question do i feel lucky well do you yeah. dude it's so <laughs> it's like he's promoting the brand you know what i mean because yeah. he says it later <laughs> too again and it's yeah. so like it's so like have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight like and it turns out that Dirty Harry has danced with the devil in the pale moonlight. Well, yeah, oh yeah. Well, and <laughs> it's funny because this is a recurring theme throughout the all the Dirty Harry films because there's like another uh, uh, moment in one of the other. I think it's like Magnum Force or the third one, Sudden Impact, mm-hmm. where he is um, accosted by some people trying to rob something, and it's like, uh, and he's like, "I wouldn't fuck with us," like you know, or something. It's like, "Well, who's we?" Smith and Wesson, you know, it's oh like, <laughs> he fucking blasts the dude uh, away. It's great, <laughs> dude. It's so America loves guns, like <laughs> culture. It's so funny. Uh, what what about a movie with him and Samuel L. from Pulp Fiction? That would be, oh, uh, dude, that would have been uh, killer. <laughs> yeah, I forgot my main point. I had a joke there. <laughs> so, oh, no, it's like, <laughs> oh, they would both they would both have lines when they have someone at gunpoint, like. Oh yeah. yeah, the path of the righteous man, and then you hear uh, Clint like the forty-four Magnum. He's like, "Oh wait, wait, wait. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to like you want you want to lead, or like yeah, go ahead, you take this one. Time. Yeah, <laughs> who's, who's good cop, who's bad cop today? Uh, good job, Jules. No, but it's a cool saying. Um, I don't really get why he repeats it again in the end. To be honest, like it's cool in the first scene. I think so. Uh, why I think it's it's one it's a fucking awesome line for one. It is. He, but he in this, loves in, that fucking gun. He's like horny for one, magnum bullets. He's playing, he's he is in charge. He is playing coy because he's smiling through the whole thing, and, it, and he says it kind of nicely. It's like, well, do I feel lucky, punk? You know, it's like where in the at the when he says it at the end. That is out of anger. He wants to. He can. Yeah, he wants that guy to draw. Sure. It's a different. It's a different. Like it's funny because when. Uh, I watched this with my wife and we're sitting there and he says the line super early. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I thought that was like one of the big payoff lines, you know, like, like, like you said, it's iconic. Everybody knows it. Everyone's aware. Um, But she was like, well, all the um, she's like, because she's heard it before and other shit, too. Right. And she's like, it's funny because all the uh, um, impersonations, everything, every every other time I've heard it, it's always at like a slower pace. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, there's like a bigger gap there. Like, it just felt different. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. And so, like you're talking about when he delivers it that second time, it's like fucking seething. Like, he's just like, it. it's a it's completely. He, he has had it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I think I think people confuse like the first line with the ending line of the movie. Because yeah. uh, that's definitely the one that's like with a lot more like, mm. Mm-hmm. And it was Andrew Robinson. Uh, he talks about how, like, if if I had a dollar for every time some dude came up to me and quoted that line verbatim, yeah. I, I would never have to work again. Right. <laughs> lucky. I'm gonna go up to him and quote a line from uh, Space Cowboys. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever even heard of that. <laughs> yeah, like Tommy Lee Jones in it, and uh, who's the other Clint, guy? Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones. Um... Is it Burt Lancaster? No, he would have been uh, dead by it? that point. Uh, yeah, he was dead by that time. Who is uh, it? Oh shit, I forget. I, I haven't seen that movie. Since I don't remember. Yeah, since it came out. Yeah, but yeah. that would be a fun movie to do. Actually, I'd be down to do that one. Yeah, it's all right. 
So at this point, because he's reckless, I guess uh, he's given a partner, right? Against his will. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Rennie uh, Santoni, right? The actor. Yes, our, our favorite uh, candy. Also played in Cobra, uh, yeah. Yeah. So this uh, is. As this Stallone's is partner. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of funny. Like, they play somewhat similar characters, well, although. Do you know both characters are named Gonzalez? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck? Back in, what was this? The 70s? Yeah, fuck it. Oh, Mexicans? Yeah. Gonzalez. Mexican? Yeah, Gonzalez. <laughs> but yeah. This time, like, he's a lot less silly. Like, in Cobra, it's just funny. Like, yeah, uh, uh, this version of uh, Rennie Santoni, he's a much more, um, it's a more much more serious role. Like, it's not, we're not, like, candy bar, we're not Mars barring it up in this. Uh, well, this is him when he's young. Same character. Yeah. And then, the, and then you know, he goes back to, to being a cop. Because, yeah, maybe maybe the uh, teaching thing doesn't work. So he comes back to being a cop, you know. Oh, to... maybe maybe this maybe this these are in the same universe. Yeah, exactly. They're tied together. And then he becomes like an older partner for Stallone in the 80s. Uh, you know, what? I'm I actually like this. Uh, yeah. Uh, connected universe. Yeah. The Cobra you. Well, maybe Cobra, he's Cobra see you. Yeah, maybe like he become yeah the Cobra CU. CCU. <laughs> yeah, the uh, maybe he uh, likes kind of working with like a tough cop that just gets things done. Like you know, it's we had dirty. Well, he can eat Mars bars and yeah, and 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 zombie yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who gets like, it done? Yeah. I just want to eat, sit back and eat my candy. <laughs> right. And then it's like, of course, we get the 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 questions like, why do they call you Dirty Harry? <laughs> yeah, that becomes like a, that becomes a, a thing for a good portion of the film. Yeah. I thought it's just because he plays dirty. You know what I mean? Mainly. That's what, but, that was my first. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. Obviously. And there's a cool little transition they do too, where they like zoom in on the model that there's looking there, like in, in that one scene. And then we get like, oh, the yeah. next scene is like buildings. There's like cool little things they do with camera work that I do appreciate for the film. That I was think at the, the hospital. That's when he's getting patched up at the hospital. Is that what that uh, was? I don't know. They might be that mayor thing. I think. Yeah. Something. It's like oh, a model of city or something. I don't remember. They were yeah, because then we're we're also seeing that. Uh, so they decide on giving this guy uh, the hundred thousand dollars, but he's like, "Well, we're gonna give you the money, but we just need a little time to get it together." They put that in the in the chronicle, and then uh, we find like, oh, he's like, ah, whatever. Like he rips it up and he goes back on the prowl, and we see that he is targeting a black man, uh, yeah. a good black man, yeah, and. It's uh was kind of like it, we get back into that sound motif the like where he's on the prowl and searching yeah, yeah. and then he loses him and for he a gets second. super like, anxious like, yeah. oh shit like upset and then he gets yeah. real joyous all of a sudden again when he finds him he also like when we see him early on when he shoots the girl in the pool too there's like a level of like sexuality or something oh dude for or sure. something drives him at least when he gets a kill it's like dude he's super pumped it's yeah. it's funny you say that because it's it's weird. I noticed because I, I was kind of thinking about it as like San Francisco and then like the whole ads, like doing the common thing, like, uh, you know, replying in the uh, what was it called? Personal, uh, column. personal, personal column. column, shit like that. Like I was like, I got the vibe that this guy was gay. You know what I mean? And like he was like there was it just seemed like there was kind of like hints at that. And then it's like because it's a gay couple that he targets this second time around, right? The what the ones we're 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 talking about right now, 
Uh-huh. And it's a, two dudes and they're walking up to the bench and like you're talking. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm reading into it, but I was like, I, I didn't really I pick that up. But I mean, that's an interesting thought. Like if he was in uh, San Francisco and like, like kind just, of fighting, yeah, just, fighting it or something like that by right. shooting, killing, yeah, speaking out and lashing out at gay victims. But yeah, right. yeah, that's the only one, though, right? Just that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't get this guy, though. Thankfully. Yeah, no, he gets scared right. away by the um, helicopter. Which but is I think like the. Uh, there is some sort of like weird sexual satisfaction he gets out of killing these people because there's there's like this elation, but he's but he also it targets a variety of different people. He targets kids. He targets yeah, that's true. Uh, targets you know gay men. He targets. He seems to be uh, racial a little bit sometimes too, like yeah. with the like targeting blacks or and he hates cops. And he's like super against the police. I, I, I did hear an interesting theory, and I don't know if this kind of plays out, but like uh, Dirty Harry and uh, the Scorpio are kind of two sides of the same coin. Uh-huh. It's like, they're like Dirty Harry, uh, Callahan wants justice, but he and he has a badge. He's trying to do he's going to go to any means necessary to do good uh, to pro- uh, to provide justice, whereas Scorpio is going to go to any lengths he can to create chaos and you know fuck shit up right so it's like they're both kind of fucking the system over but in different ways batman huh. and, and the joker Batman and the joker kind of in, in a lot yeah there, there's a lot of that in there yeah interesting and i was like i don't know if i i completely agree with that 100 percent, but there there is something to that i would think whereas like because we had that like scene where you know, why did they call you Dirty Harry? It's like, oh, well, you know, Harry just hates everybody equally. And he like names off like all like kind of the <laughs> all the uh, racial epithets of like the people right. he doesn't like. Yeah. But then Scorpio attacks everybody, too. Like he doesn't like anybody either. Yeah. Kind of indiscriminately. Yeah. I noticed, too, like there's a moment where we see his boots and then they focus. I w- he had white laces on. I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like a, a skin thing or something. You know what I mean? Like like mm. Nazi skinheads or uh I, i'm not pr- positive i think white laces are supposed to mean like white power something, or something like that, yeah something a lot. I, I don't know if it, I, it, it might but, not be anything to be honest yeah. but there was like a moment where they do show his boots for some reason on what maybe that was supposed to show us just that he's a veteran like oh look he's got like uh you know military t- style boots on they, yeah maybe that could have been it. it's There's just like they're trying on. to tell his story without really saying yeah, what with was. props and stuff yeah true uh, but yeah, he ends up getting thwarted uh, from a kill because they are starting to patrol like the rooftops during the day, and uh, you know he takes off, and they they kind of get like a, a a basic description of him, like from what they saw, right. and that's where Gonzalez and uh, Callahan kind of go on the prowl, you know, doing some investigation. I like the look too of the late night San Francisco while they're out in the prowl. Oh yeah, yes. oh dude, it's, right. And it, here it is again, Rennie Santoni out on the streets looking for clues, just like he was in Cobra. No cool, uh, no cool, uh, out on the streets. Yeah, <laughs> looking for clues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, and they're kind of getting to know each other a little bit too. Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I dig it. Like, even though Harry was kind of a dick to him from the get, you know, but that's just who Harry is. Like, he's like, don't let your college degree get, you know, get in my way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah. And they, there's that scene where like they're, they're given chase or whatever with the guy with the bag, the description. Mm-hmm. And Harry almost hits the two people, and he says, "Like get out of here, hammerhead!" And I just thought that was a weird term. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up because it's like the same as like blockhead or something like that. You know. Yeah. I mean? um, right. 
I just thought it was fun. I was like, what the fuck? Is, is that I like do, a racial I thing? Do. Or what What does that mean? Hammer, oh, I, I do know. love like those like kind of old timey insults like that. Or it's like, yeah, no one's really says that anymore. But it's just when it comes out of his mouth, it's like, oh, man, it's so cool. I'm going to start calling people hammerheads. Yeah, he's like, get out of the way, hammerhead. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh. And then the scene where Harry um, Carrie goes down the alleyway. Uh, it's fucking dark, man. Like, uh, to be honest, it's, it was it's definitely yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I, that was one of the bigger knocks I had for sure, because it Dude, seems like it's not movie. just that scene. There's it's like the there's... entire film. Yeah. The ending is just yeah. a wash of just black. Dude, I couldn't at one of... point. I think it's when he's like getting ready to look up in the window and he's like grabbing the can in the street or something. Yeah. There's like 45 seconds there of just like solid black screen. That scene was funny too. When he's I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, to be honest, I think that that is done on purpose. It's supposed yeah. to be disorienting because, yeah. uh, it, and like I said, it, it, under a lesser director, it's like, oh, this guy fucked up. I mean, it's like a horror scene too. Like they do that, yeah, too. So, like, it's and like, so we, because they say they saw this guy take off down that alley, or uh, Gonzalez saw the guy that kind of fits the description. And that right. takes off down this alley and so they're gonna kind of uh, we're gonna we're gonna pinch this thing in and you know you go around the front yeah I'll find take, another yeah find another one. entrance i'll take it this way and he kind of see it sees what he thinks is a guy with the suitcase that they're looking for walk into this apartment building and that, that's when he climbs up on the can and he sees uh this is such a weird scene. This like peeping Tom scene that's going on there. Yeah, it's it's like, hilarious. He's looking in and he sees like, uh, you know, Clint's. I mean, uh, Dirty Harry is a voyeur, bro. He watches yeah. this scene longer than he needs to. And then later on, when they're when they're looking, uh, they're on the rooftops looking for the dude at night, and he yep. sees the naked hippie chick. He keeps an eye on her for a while. Ain't nothing God. going on in her apartment. But... Plus, there's mad times when they're strolling down the street, and it's just like the camera is just like raw amateur tits like new like it was just oh yeah that's i that's the cityscape i like that that old yeah for sure i'm just saying it's like i I think of the camera view is like that's his point of like that's what he's focusing on and he even says on the rooftop when he's looking at the naked lady he says yeah harry you gotta live a little or something like yeah 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 yeah. um It's so funny, but I was like, he kind of appeared at large Marge a little too, you know, or whatever the fuck her name was. Uh, a yeah, little her cool. new outfit. Yeah, it's yeah, like he was peering, uh, and so then they, these dudes just start jumping him. These like other guys, these neighborhood watch dudes. Yeah, because yeah. I'm in her fucking boyfriend, dude. Yeah, and it's like he was peeping on. It's like it's like you're not a cop. It's like it's like let him go. And then Gonzalez shows up and saves his ass dude, for the yeah, first time. But yeah, that was uh, that was just like a funny scene. It's like, yeah, Harry Callahan's a little bit of a perv. Yeah, you know, for bro. sure. For Out sure. on the street, yeah, looking at boobs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, free range boobs out in the wild. Yeah, bro, those were some <laughs> some floppy noggins. Dude, they showed a bunch. Remember, and then the chick at the the club at the end when he's following dude, hands. she's up on top. Just yeah. Oh man, yeah, box, yeah. That man. chick was stacked. <laughs> I won't lie. That was uh, a. I might might have rewound that scene once. Yeah. I was looking at my notes. Right. Had to wanted to make sure I got the quote right. Yeah. Yeah. All shapes and sizes in this film. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I do like the look of San Francisco at night. This gritty, like, it reminds me of New York too. Um, and as I do like these scenes, I just like it is a major complaint though. They are just they're just too fucking dark, bro. Like I don't know if there is a 
an upscaled version or something that's better. This is an HD well, I- version that I got from Amazon, you know, that I streamed and I mean, it's just really dark, man. Well, because I, I, I the same well, you know, because I do, I do own all the Dirty Harry films. It you are able to see, but it is inc- it is incredibly dark yeah. on purpose. Like I said, I think it's meant to be like kind of disorienting, like contrast this, or something. This is like kind of a a, a neo what's I would consider a neo noir where there's a lot that. of where like the lights and shadows they play with those quite a bit. Okay. Uh, so I, I think that's kind of like what what uh, Don Siegel was going for, which. If you're not really aware of what that is, you it it could be like, oh, it's just fucking dark. Yeah, that would that would actually that take makes kind of sense. It, this film had moments too that reminded me a little bit of like Italian filmmaking. Oh um, yeah, some of the horror films, you know, like really dark and then like weird uh, synth sort of music that like spikes and goes down and um, yeah, there were moments definitely that I thought uh, with the killer too that they play up attention on pretty well for a guy that just shooting a gun but the idea of him shooting from anywhere is like pretty terrifying i think yeah, yeah. and maybe uh, that... like the dc sniper you remember that yeah oh I yeah do remember yeah that. that was the only thing i could compare it to to be honest for yeah me, same here yep. i mean that yeah. happened decades later but still it's like that that would scare the shit just had everybody scared bro Oh, and for sure. Prowl like out and everybody's looking for him. That shit lasted for a while, too. Good. It would just like pop up on. I remember that like that. I thought mm-hmm. of it in the middle of the movie because I'll, I'll never forget. Like you would just be watching TV and then all it would just like pop up. DC uh-huh. striker hits again. Dude pumping his gas. And it was just like, holy, what the fuck? Yeah, is bro. You're like, what the fuck is going on out there? I was young. Yeah. The next scene is uh, the jumper scene, right? Yeah. Which, See, yes. this is where you realize he's got a heart of gold. Dude. This yeah. is the scene where. It's oh like... yeah. Oh so, th- so yeah, because after so they get back to the car and uh, it's like Inspector Seventy One, Inspector Seventy One, which is Callahan's number. It's like Inspector Seventy One here, and it's like there's a uh, I forget what the code was, but like yeah, it's like oh we got a jumper. It's like all right, and so well, he's no, like, the code I think was something else. Right. And then he gets there and they realize, oh, it's a jumper. Oh, because they thought that he, we thought oh, it was pertaining to your case. We thought it was right. a guy on the roof with, you know, snipers. So when that's we right. got that's here, what it ends up being. It turned but now out you're here. Do you think you could help us out with like, do you think you get up there and he'll yeah. do any rickety ass job, fucking dude. weird looking basket thing? bro? I know. Yes. I was like, yeah, man, I'm not going up that level high out. End. And it was like, it would sway. It looked like a carnival ride that yeah, I would yeah, never trust. The handle it's for like, sure. It would just fucking like, kicked out. Dude. You know, don't don't convince me to get down. It's like, oh no, not me, brother. Yeah, yeah, I do like the way he plays it. He kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, you, you know, you get down there, man. The two of us fall like they won't even know who's who. You know, they just be yeah. parts everywhere. Like, like yeah, you, know, you better give me your ID. You know, it's like we gotta, you know, just so we know who the hell it is. Yeah, just once you get down there, it's like it's a it's a fucking mess. And it's like, you know, it's like you, know, you don't want everyone to start throwing up down there too, man. It's, yeah, I like that. Guys about like, hey, you throw up on the chief's face. Like, Argh. yeah, he's like, they're all looking up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he dude, laughing. Yeah. And he's like, like you yeah. son of a bitch. And he yeah, jumps and at him. He like, plays it really well here. Yeah, it's a good yeah, bit dude. of acting, I think. Did you know this? This scene is also directed by uh, Eastwood. Just this oh, scene. I did not. Oh, this. Scene, oh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. Yeah, this the jumper scene thing. is directed by him. Interesting. When I was looking, yeah, when I was looking up the film, it said. Because it said it's it gave him a credit as director, and I was like, really? And then it said okay. just that scene, jumper scene. So, well, he, like I said, he came off a very his uh, directorial debut, play Missy for me, which is a bomb film. When did so that come weird. out? That came out the same year. Oh, okay. 71? So maybe he was like 
chomping yeah, at the one. bit to do a little directing and Siegel. Yeah, he's like, like, yeah, I'll do you. Yeah, thing. man. Yeah, I'll do you solid. You want to do a scene? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they cool. uh, these films came out the same year. I don't know which one came out first. Maybe this was the one that came out first and Siegel gave him like, yeah, hey, do you want to direct a scene? And he directed a scene that he's in, which is tough. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's it's in a cherry right? picker fucking. Yeah. Asking and this, this is uh, where we get like kind of like the the kind of the idea why they call him Dirty Hal. It's like, yeah, that's why they call me Dirty Harry. Every dirty job that comes along because <laughs> he's yeah. like so frustrated. But like he's like, yeah, you know, it's he does pretty much everything like helping victims off of uh, jumpers off of roofs, you know, all sorts of shit that he has to do. You name it. We do it. Mm hmm. I mean, this like I said, that this is why when it came to us talking in Cobra about the zombie squad, that's why I said this is a lot like Dirty Harry. This is absolutely, why I, yeah. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, definitely. I could see the, the, the one of the problems I had when I was watching is I just kept trying to like it has nothing to do with the film, but it was just like immediately off the bat. We kind of already touched on it with the Zodiac thing, and so I was like, oh, well, this movie's just like I kept trying to play it as like a based off a zodiac thing mm. and so in my mind i kept like reverting back to that and i mean i, I, I think it's like... super loosely based too like, oh for sure it is. scorpio I mean, killer is san francisco is where notes. it all took san place francisco, right he was being... sending notes to the fucking yeah. and the the back and forth just in don't go as hard on all the and then i think it's like even the 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 last note that the zodiac sent was talking about like shooting kids off the bus right that was like before something he, like that. Yeah. Something about a bus. Yeah, I do remember something about a bus. And so, and so it's like in my mind, I kept fucking just like for whatever reason. But yeah. uh, it's fucking it was good. It was real good. We get yeah. the death of that 10 year old after. Uh, and that's, yeah, because yeah, because they, it, but... they they lost sight of where Scorpio went. They and, lose him. Yeah. And he did like find another victim. Yeah. Since he didn't get that that one guy, the gay guy eating ice cream. He, and yep. he he shot up that kid. that young black kid. Uh, it was like the that ten year old. And it's oh, like, bad his mom was there. Yeah, because yeah. and because uh, Gonzalez and Callahan had been up all night patrolling, and it's like they get that call, and it's like uh, you just see it in Callahan's face. He's like he's so fed up with this. Like I, we got they're like it. a step behind every time. Yeah, right. And so, uh, you know, Callahan has seen like all this stuff before, but you know, Gonzalez is new to the force. And when he sees, like, you know, as all he had, like, you know, it, half his face is blown away. And you say, oh, my Jesus Christ. And he, like, goes over yeah, to Gonzalez is definitely like, Gonzalez yeah. loses it. Yeah. It's tough. And they're like, do we know who this is? And the, the mother's right over there. She's like, it's my kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn. She's, like, right there. She's probably the one that discovered the body. Maybe, yeah. Uh, after this, Clint gets, I, I guess he gets uh, given a rifle through the force or whatever to, yeah. like, combat this dude. Yeah. And his rifle is even a Magnum. Yeah, it's a four fifty eight uh, Magnum. It's a it's like an elephant gun. Because yeah, the thing... captain says, like, you like a little edge, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All I can get. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tells him he's like, he says something like, he's like, but you're not hunting animals or some shit like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. don't forget. Like, if you have the guy against the wall, cuff him. You know what I mean? Don't fucking yeah. shoot him to death. Uh, but don't, the um. But they, uh, you know, they also have uh, kind of like the the planning meeting where all like the rooftops in San Francisco, and it's like, all right, here uh, during the day we don't have to worry about it. We'll have like the helicopters scouting around in the daytime, mm -hmm. but at night, this is where like we're gonna have police forces. We're gonna have like the rooftops locked down, and they bait them. Yeah, except for this one area, it's like, 
And Gonzalez, who is he, he's kind of a strategist too, because he's he's a smart guy. He's like, man, I don't, I don't. Is it? It just seems. And he's like, and he's like, uh, you know, it's not my place. And he's like, no, uh, the I think the police, the mayor, and the, like the police chief are like, no, you're among friends here. Say say your say your mind. It's like, well, it just seems to me that there's so many rooftops out here. Like, why would he go back to this one? It's like, well, these these crazy people have patterns and. <laughs> A lot of them, you know, a lot of these guys go back to the same place. They rob the same liquor store three or four times. So it makes sense that he's going to go back to where he, uh, to this area to do, do in the people that he says he wants to do in. Yeah. Yeah. Because and we're this... on the note. Yeah. I may, have, do... I may have misunderstood the scene, but in this scene, is this where, because they're looking at the map and I thought he was saying like, because only I thought it was only him, uh, Dirty Harry, and Gonzalez were going to this specific rooftop that he was talking about. Yeah, so he's like, they, why are they, we putting so many, so many forces everywhere else? But then it's just us two in this whole area over here. So no, what what was happening is that they they were making an educated guess that he was going to go back. So the rooftop that he was not able to kill the that gay black man. That he was going to uh, go back. He was going to go back right. to that same rooftop. That's what they were uh, that yeah. they were uh, um, planning on. Gotcha. Yeah. So they placed themselves at like you know where the church was, uh -huh. to, and like and they also the the priest that was there, he said that like he was a ringer. Yeah, right. he is. Like, he well, volunteered. No, they, yeah, he volunteered to do this, but he was aware, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and there's like and so they they weren't sure or 100 if he was gonna if Scorpio was gonna show up. But they were making an educated guess that he would. And they For sure. I got all that. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, so the that whole plan, that whole like where they had the the blue flags up there and everywhere, that was all surrounding that one area, or that was the whole town. So that was the whole town as a whole. Right. So they, and so I guess were... what I'm saying is like I, I I was under the impression that that's what Gonzalez was asking. Like, why are we putting everyone up all over town if we think it's gonna be at this building? Why don't we put the force here is 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 what i thought was i because i think if they i think what they uh well, if they put too many people like in one area it right. would scare them away them, yeah. he's not he's not an idiot so you kind of like green though he's he's new so he could have been saying a plan that was like a little flawed right? yeah, yeah, no. yeah 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 that's just that but, was just the way i read because because even when the guy gets away be, you know jump ahead a little bit i know uh but uh he ends up getting away and i was like well, if they had all, if they had more of the force there, then that like, and I thought that's what Gonzalez was. That's what made me think back to that. Is he yeah. was like, "Hey, we should have more people here." If that's really what we think, if the because even Dirty Harry says, "Oh, he took the bait," you know what I mean? And and they're all there, and it's like, well, if you were that confident that that was the spot and that was going to be it, why didn't we have more people? Here? Well, I know they had some like uh, some officers patrolling the ground. Too. That's right, because they're the guys, just scattered. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have, yeah, like, they can't put all no, their eggs like, in one. They bag. have limited resources, and they're they're trying they're trying their best to like kind of yeah. enact a plan because like they've been yeah. working from behind this whole time. So they're and trying. I know to that Harry them. needs to. He wants to use that sweet sweet rifle. Yeah. 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 But um, did you even hear the conversation with Gonzalez too when he was like talking about the priest about like who was going to do that job, or they or, like who was going to volunteer to do that job yeah. or whatever? And he's like, uh, who are they going to ask? And Callahan said something like, I'll give you a guess. Like, it was yeah, going to be yeah. him. They were going to yeah, ask yeah, him yeah. to do the dirty job yeah. <laughs> and take the role of the priest, but someone happened to uh, say they would do it. So, every dirty job that comes along. Yeah, I thought that was cool. But I do like this scene because they do, the guy does show up. 
right? Yeah. They see the uh, yeah. they see what the rooftop doorway open, and yep. they're like, "Oh, he took the bait." Um, and this is also the part where Clint looks at the the neck of the. Like, yeah, yeah he, he, he would have just been doing thing. his job, dude. He, yo, someone knocked at her door, and she opened her door and came in, butt ass naked. Oh, they were they were about to have like a threesome. They were just hippies. And Maybe, San Francisco yeah. in the seventies, yeah, that shit was yeah. about to get weird, bro. They're gonna drop your, ass. He's, he's like, live your. He's like, oh, live your best life, Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny the way that happens. But yeah, they see him. They hit him with the spotlight. Thank God, because it's a again, it's a fucking really dark scene. Which I don't, <laughs> yeah, think, I don't think they mean this scene to like be dark on purpose. I think this. See, scene I, I see. Really I, dark, I disagree. Man. I disagree. I think because... there's some scenes where it works, but this is like one of. The, I don't know. It, yeah, I'm with you. It was a little too dark for me. I, I get like maybe some artsy fartsy shit to it. I get it though. They shine the light on him, and all of a sudden you see him. He's like a like a roach in the lights. But uh... and I think and so uh, here's the other thing that I I think happens as well because now now we're so used to streaming everything, and I know like some like they are having to create like aspect ratios, lighting issues for different types of televisions tablets iPads, you make, i mean, I mean uh, rob you're making excuses you're <laughs> no, making I'm, I'm, excuses I'm, I'm serious because i've watched other films that like when you're streaming them they they don't come out like the best like so we need an update all right we need yeah. an arrow video dirty harry well I, for example and i uh, uh another film uh the dark knight uh when i'm watching that on like my tablet it's incredibly dark it's ha- really hard to see but when I watch it on my Blu-ray on my television, it's fine. It yeah, it could great. be could be the streaming. And so I think like sometimes like with the with the uh, the streaming, it maybe comes out a little bit darker because like when I'm wa- so when I'm watching it on you know because I own like I said I own it, I don't have that problem. It's dark, yes, but it's it's playing with like the lights and shadows, and it kind of it you get the the noir vibe out of it. I guess, yeah. But, I don't know. This scene just I felt like a little bit more light would have made this scene a little bit better. But I do like when the light gets shined on him and right. like he just pulls out like a submachine gun and starts spraying. Yeah, you know, yeah. Everywhere. I guy does a good job of acting and looking like a fucking psychopath too, man, with the he hair does. and the way he just like his He's erratic. His... Yeah. So, here, so here's something with uh, about Andy Robinson that I think you'll find interesting is that he actually hates guns and he's scared of using them. Okay. And so the scene, like they actually had to put him, uh, Don Siegel had to pull him aside and give him like special training so that he would, uh, when he would have to use a gun in his scenes, that he wouldn't be so skittish and like look like, oh, yeah, because you know, like, he's got to look like he knows yeah. what he's doing. For sure. Because uh, what the product we get, it's super convincing that he just love he uh, he loves firing that that fucking gun. Well, the thing is too, like the type of gun he's firing at that moment is the type that you, he's just popping up and and blasting off with it. So it's not going to be it's going to be erratic anyway. But he's right. like laughing, like shooting like from the hip, kind of like just spraying it. Right. But it's a cool scene. Like they're they're exchanging uh the you know lead as they say. Yeah. Right? Um, and just like going back and forth, shooting at this this dude trying to take him out, and it's cool, like that you know that their hunch was right, um, and it worked out. Yep. But uh, when he gets away, right? I yeah, don't he does end up killed. getting away, and uh, there's an officer that got shot on got in the process him. and was killed. And then he kidnaps a teenage girl in retaliation to this setup. Like he sends a ransom note in and lets the yep police know. I guess the next day or like. 
Yeah, so it's just kind of like uh, as like retaliation for like how dare you like you know stop me from you know killing that Catholic priest. So he he kidnaps a girl, buries her somewhere with just enough oxygen to survive until like three a.m. Yeah, he sends in a tooth too. Yeah, proof. And everybody's like, you know, she's dead, right? But they're like, yeah, but we have to look for her. Like he's right. We gotta act like she ain't. Right. Yeah, and any any chance that she's not, we gotta and die within like twenty four hours or thirty six hours or something like that. Right, and this is where we get like the uh, the the new note about like what's going on, and it's like okay, you know, you're gonna, um, I want that hundred thousand dollars, and uh, if I don't get it, you know, the girl dies and all that stuff. So they get the money together, and it's like. Well, Callahan, you're gonna it's like you're gonna pay this jerk off. Like <laughs> Yeah. They make him and, the bag man. Yeah, it's like, well, we need a bag man. Here uh-huh. you it's like <sighs> all right, you know, it's like I'll do it. Yeah. At this point, they they basically sit um Gonzalez out. They tell him like we don't need you right now, like basically sit yeah. this one out. And he's like, What? Like, no, and then like and then you Callahan sort of goes like, How about meet in the middle? You you go home. You know, yeah. you go home for the night. And then Gonzalez doesn't though. Like the plan is like, yo, you'll be my backup, even mm-hmm. though they told you they don't want you involved. And they get like the little wire going. So he what do you think that up. was about? Why did they pull him? Uh, maybe they thought that uh, because they Green. failed in the attempt to get him on the rooftop. Yeah, they don't want to. It was like a punishment again. thing. Yeah. Or just like they don't, the less hands involved, the better. Like just like Callahan well, fucking bring it, the thing. Also, the uh, the the note says that to uh, for one officer to come or some oh, one person yeah. to come alone. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're gonna put Callahan on this because he's a veteran as opposed to Gonzalez, who's a newbie. Yeah, because yeah. I was uh for it's a first crazy. for first time watching. You know, I'm I'm sitting there and I, and I was like, uh, I started to kind of get the vibe like there was some shady shit going on between the chief. And the mayor, and not necessarily that they're like in in with this guy, but it just it seemed kind of like there was just some shady shit that they were trying to get Callahan jammed all the way up, kind of thing. No, it's it's just more of like dumb. It, it, here's the thing, like because a lot the 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 mayor and the chief of police, you know, those are elected positions. They're they're politicians essentially, mm-hmm. and they tend a lot to of make, egos at play too. Yeah, yeah. a lot of egos. Yeah. They tend to make bad decisions. And, uh, you know, this, this is also why Callahan is always so frustrated with these people. It's like, we're, we're wasting our time. We're doing the wrong things. Like we need to, we need action. And, uh, so I think like, uh, he knows that that decision is wrong. It's like, so you're going to send me out alone with no backup. Are you insane? And that's where like Callahan kind of goes behind their back and it's like, no, I'm going to, you know, Chico, I, I need you. Yeah. And so that's where they get the the wire so that they he can hear in the conversation. And uh, uh, it's I also like the scene like where they they got all the money together. It's like and uh, he's in with the with the chief and the mayor's like, did you guys count it? It's like, <laughs> no, it's like, responsibility. Well, I was going to get rich off the police force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, the mayor's like, that's not my responsibility. All right. So, uh, but yeah, so then uh, we kind of get this like diehard with a vengeance uh, deal, like where, uh, yeah, the yeah, the guy is uh, uh, Scorpio's running Callahan all through town. I like that idea. Dude, yeah, but I, I have a feeling. I wonder if 
the director of Dire with a Vengeance uh, was kind of playing off of this. If he wasn't dude. fucking Batman, certainly was, dude. Batman won the uh, in uh, Arkham City. Oh yeah, you guys ever play Arkham City? Oh yeah, Arkham City. Long cool. time ago, yeah. Zaz, the only way you can catch Victor Zaz is you have to fucking go to a payphone, it rings, and then another payphone lights up on the map. Yeah, across the city. You got to get across the city, get to that payphone, and fucking, and then you got to trace the call, and then it's investigative nerd shit, but it's payphone to payphone chase, and I was like, holy shit, this is bad Batman, but I mean, I guess... Technically, it could have come from Die Hard, which came from this. Well, like I said, I just think that they probably took some inspiration off of Dirty Harry because this is like way before any of that shit. So, right, right, right. Yeah, I do like Uh, the way he's making him run around. It's pretty rough, you know, like he's got to take the bus. Yeah. Uh, It's a good way to weed out a tail, though. It's smart. That's true. It does, it makes it tough for Gonzalez to keep an eye on Harry. But the one good thing is that every time Harry picks up the phone and gets information, I believe Gonzalez can hear that. So, he gets at least a clue on where the next uh, location is. So he can at least keep pace and the closer he stays, the more then he can hear better. Right. Earpiece thing. Uh, And then like, we get the, like the one thing like where he's kind of running him into like a weird, like down this like weird uh, tunnel Uh and you get like the, uh, the rough customers is like, Hey, bag buddy. Yeah. How about you just give us very collateral. Yeah. Or uh, have you ever seen this movie screwed? No, um, I haven't the little kids. Oh man, we should watch that. What's in the bag? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like collateral when they try and take dude's bag. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In collateral, yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's a good. Never uh, seen collateral. Oh, what? It's on my list. Yeah, we're gonna cover it. I think. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, that's a great. Yo, that's a great segue. Actually, <laughs> perfect segue because in my notes right here, I have this film made me think like a Michael Mann remake of Dirty Harry could be really cool. Oh, like, yeah. Because you know, he has I, that feel for a city. I'd yeah. be okay with that. Yeah. Like, that could be really cool, having a modern... Because that, that's Deja Vu and uh, Man on no, Fire? No, that's, that's Tony uh, Scott. Oh, that's okay. Tony Scott. No, Michael Mann did uh, Heat. He did... Uh, um, Collateral. Collateral. Oh, uh, okay. Got it, got it. Per, uh, public, public Enemies? God, Heat is one yeah. of my... Uh, I think he did uh, Manhunter as well. Um... He's done uh, some other stuff too. I can't. I just. I'm drawing a blank. But uh, uh, he's a great filmmaker. Lateral and heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, actually, I would be okay with that. Uh, uh, a Michael Mann remake of Dirty Harry. Yeah, could be interesting. Could I could be. see it gritty. Make facilitate it, Berg. Huh? I said facilitate it, Berg. Yeah, I'm going to spear. Dude. I'm spearheading it. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, touching Michael up the script right now. I got Chat GPT or whatever it's called. There uh, you go. Doing it up for me. Turn a sentence into a paragraph. There we go. That's how it's done. So yeah, the thugs try and take his bag, but he just fucking yokes them up. Yep. Yeah. Pulls out that that uh, forty four Magnum. It's like, oh shit. They, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, though, I wish that scene was lit a little bit better. I'll be honest. Yeah. It's still an issue, man. Because some of the cool scenes are just really dark for me, man. Really dark. Uh, the old man answers the phone next. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, huh? Is that before he meets? Is that in between? Because the 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 gay guy he sees first, right? No, 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 that's yeah, that it. was a while ago. The one with the ice cream. 
No, the one where he's like, ah, oh, Callahan. And he's like, oh, I'm, uh, oh, fuck. What is it? He says something and he's like, oh, he's like, I'll kill myself. And he's like, well, do it at home. And then he yeah. takes off running. No, that's, that's at the end. Uh, this is just before he goes to the cross. Got it. Got it. But I thought that I thought that was more like a me thinking too, because it's like this guy's out here meeting people in the middle of the night, you know, and then he gets caught up by the cops, you know, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'd rather die. You know what I mean? And, oh, and he's about your like, theory from before. Yeah. Oh, Man. no, not even that. But he's just, just showing more that like Dirty Harry's just a good guy, dude. He's like, no one's going to get you jammed up. Like he's like, oh, yeah, just, yeah. Get the, just get the fuck out of here. You know, he's like, well, do it at home. Like, get at it. Like, go home, kid. You fuck. You know, true. Yeah, because, well, he's got bigger fish to fry, too. Right, right. Like, otherwise, he might have killed those dudes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he so he definitely doesn't give them the bag. And uh, Gonzalez is still able to hear where he's at. So he keeps, uh, he's pretty close in still. But he ends up saving Callahan's life, right? In this yep. part? Yeah. Again. Yeah, and where had Callahan followed the rules, he'd be dead. Right. Yeah. All because uh, yes. So yeah, because we have that exchange with the killer and Callahan, and Callahan's getting like beat the fuck up. Yeah. Smackdown. Yeah, and it's he's about to get killed with that SMG. Yeah. And that's when Gonzalez steps in and like fires, uh misses, but you know, interrupts what's going on. And then he pulls out that switchblade that he had taped to his leg and just oh, that's right. Yeah. And he stabs him and fucking Dude, <laughs> he goes, Hoo! yeah, yeah, and yeah. The yeah, look yeah. on his face, he's got a balaclava on, but the look on his face is so comical. I'm like, that's I what I'm saying. Like, I'm it, like that shit hurt. He looks like a like a fucking psychopath. Yeah, you know, that shit hurt. And Gonzalez gets shot, too. I was like, it's a pretty good scene. He's by the rocks. And he's like, oh, and then he kind of like falls over. There's a good little right, right. shot it's, scene. Also, huh? Oh, what I was going to say is like the the way that Scorpio reacts is uh, very similar to a film that we're going to be talking about uh, in a little while. Uh, the Night of the Hunter mm. with Hal uh, played by Robert Mitchum. Like he reacts in uh, like a weird way too. like when he gets like hurt. I don't or, tell like, us anything about the movie. Like, we're going to see a, a very similar thing in a future film that we're going to talk about. But uh, yeah, the oh, what the fuck was I going to say? He has crazy face wearing the ball clava. Yeah, yeah. There was something earlier. Oh, the, back to the um the switchblade. I there's that moment where the captain sees him suit up the, with the switchblade. Yeah, and he says he says no cop should know how to use a weapon like that. Like he, yeah, he's, he he's says like, it's like a disgrace, right? He's like, yeah, like what are you doing? Like are you? Because yeah. I know the switchblade is very looked down upon because it's like it is. It's not gentlemanly, right? It's hidden. Yeah. It whips out really fast, and it's meant to kill somebody, like, kind of, like, underhandedly, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Not like you pulled your knife, and you have, like, a full-bladed knife. This is, like, a quick pull-out and stab somebody, so it's it's always been illegal, mostly. Um, I don't know. Like, the fact, like, I don't I don't see a problem with it, because I'm like, yeah, because this is Dirty Harry. Like, he's with the, Harry, the no, dirty I think side of the law. A good guy in films using a switchblade. Yeah. It's usually, it's like, not the a good guy thing. It's It normally is. It's, you know. You get the like the greasers, right? Yeah. Uh, they use switchblades, gang members, like stuff like that. Yeah, that's how you normally see it. Not but. the cause they have like that knife fight with switchblades that gets broken up. It's yeah. It's, there's no no good guys are using switchblades in films, and uh, except for this one. Well, it's situational. That's why he uses it, and it comes in handy. So he's smart. You know, that's right. why like this, 
this is why I like Harry because Harry Callahan, because he is willing to like go against convention mm-hmm. because he knows like it might come in handy. Like he's willing he is willing to use the tactics of the bad guys because they don't follow the law. Yeah. So follow the the if they're not gonna follow the law, why should I uh I'm uh, they're not playing fair, so I'm not gonna play fair. Yeah, fuck that. Um, but so Scorpio gets treated at the hospital for the knife wound that yeah. Harry uh, gave him because he gets away, but he doesn't get away with the money. And Gonzalez does live. So yeah. he killed. And Harry just gets beat to shit. Yeah. And they kind of just rests it off on like the couch later next, like next night. Yeah. Or whatever, just gives a little booze, dude. Yeah. Uh, but the doctor, Harry speaks to him. Um, he gives him information. He said the guy looked the guy who worked on his leg or whatever, the, the stab wound, uh, that he looked familiar, that he used to hand out programs at the football games. So then he's our stadium candlestick. Yeah, we get that. We get that clue. And then Harry finds his room. And then that's when we find out that he's the groundskeeper. And then he lives on the campus or whatever. Right. Is that what it is? The campus? Yeah. yeah. This is where like, oh, shit. OK, Harry's Harry's going to get him. And this uh, is where they could have dropped a little exposition on our dude. On the, on the something like some personal belongings or something inside. Show me a war. Show me a photo of him and his platoon yes. and his war medals or something to just like show me who this guy is. Do you? Th- I, you know, here's another thing too. I'm wondering maybe they didn't in the movie because I know in the book they talk about this, but like the in the movie, I don't know if maybe they didn't want to show that. Like, oh, he's a. He's they want to go that route. There's been enough besmirching of Vietnam uh, yeah. war veterans. Maybe they didn't want to do that in this one. In yeah. this, well, then show like, me something else. I don't know. Show me a family. Some, some kind years. of fucking story. He's a, you know what I mean? Something. I don't know. I just think you could have peppered something in there. Definitely. I think that's the point. Or set yeah. dressing or something. Or maybe they don't know about him. Serious by not saying anything. Could be. Yeah. I, don't... I don't know. I'm just saying. Because the Scorpio killer, like aesthetically and like the way he performs is really cool. But there's no real depth to him. Like there, he's just like a wackadoo, okay. But he's like pretty. Even though he's a wackadoo, he's pretty well planned, and he moves fast. You know, the minute isn't his plan gets interrupted, he moves to another thing. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, you thwarted me shooting this dude. Well, I'm gonna kidnap a girl and bury her. Like that takes time. That takes planning. Yeah. So I don't know. Like give me a little taste of who this dude is a little bit. He can be a wackadoo. I don't mind that he's like. His, well, his motives don't have to make sense to me. I just want to know what got like, show me a little bit of what got him to be this dude. That's what all. you're exactly what you're talking about. Like that was kind of part of the other. I know this might, uh, you know, this might be kind of belaboring a point at this point, but like that was another reason, like another kind of callback to Zodiac that I was like, well, in 1971, they didn't know shit about it. Like he never got caught. Right. They didn't really know anything about him. It was just like this crazy fucking serial killer on the loose. And it just, it, I mean, he essentially went fucking completely unfound, right? They didn't know shit about him, nothing. Yeah. So there's, uh, he's there, right? And they, they start running after him. And you see the dude, uh, dude, that dude's running with his stabbed leg and it just looks so painful. Yeah. Super stiff leg, like, hit and just his, like his look, his, his breathing. And like, there's a close up scene of him and he just looks so tired and exhausted of that, from that pain. Yeah, but Andrew Robinson, like he, man, he does a good job of, you know, kind of, yeah, running on, you know, on a gimp leg and it's all fucked up and because Harry shoots him again. 
Right. Well, yeah, we get to see the scene where the stadium lights go on, and he's like running on the field. I like how the the the, the lights go on, and they light up Clint like a good bit as he's holding the gun out, and it's like a cool. Hey, this shot. is this is why I really do believe that uh, the darkness uh, is so important because in a when scene the- like this, it works really well. Yeah, because when those lights turn on, like it illuminates everything, and it's like it's almost like you have this giant spotlight on Scorpio. I like I said, yes. Oh, no, you're right. Am I a little biased? Yes, but I I do feel like a lot of this is done on purpose. He's got that fucking hand cannon, and that just like it's framed like in the shot with the light glistening off of him, like it lit him from behind. I liked it. I, it's in my notes. I just I thought it was a really cool scene the way they shot it. it. And I said, and and, and uh, also thank God there was light. You know, he brought yeah. the light. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harry does. He shoots him in his leg. He clips his leg, yeah. but it's nasty. He spins him too, like a top. Yeah. And then, like the killer's pleading to him, he's in excruciating pain. No, 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 no. Like, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And Harry steps on his wound while asking, where's the girl? He's like, where is she? Well, and that's where after he tells girl? the other cop, he says, uh, take a walk. Fat. Oh, yeah, Fatso. He's like, Harry, you got this? Yeah. <laughs> whatever, you all right? He's like, yeah, take a, uh, take a, go outside or whatever. Yeah, take a walk. I do like it, though. And I like, I do love the way the scene ends. It's cool. The way the camera does, like, this aggressive pan out of the stadium. Yeah, dude. As it's like a, it's gotta be a helicopter shot, right? I don't know. It's interesting, Rob. Like, and it's also Rob. You said it's got like at that moment. There's this noir style of these horns yeah. playing that sound like noir soundtrack, sort of. As it pulls back and it shows him doing like anything it takes to get the information to save this fucking girl, and we pan out of this stadium, and it's just really beautifully done the way they end that scene. I don't know how they got that shot. The only because there's Not no trivia on it. Like so, it has to be some sort of helicopter shot. Have to be it could be a reverse. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. They flew in, and then yeah, like they had had a line. Maybe they sent something in on a line, and then oh yeah, or that, or that, and then just fucking played it backwards, drew it backwards, and like make it look like it's flying out of the. That makes sense because they are. That is a perfect. That was the former home of the San Francisco Forty Niners. Candlestick, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, it um. They probably yeah had some sort of zip line. It looks like a drone shot. Like, it does. Like I, I do. That's exactly what I told my <laughs> but wife. But it wouldn't be like, able to be. I was like, drones weren't around, but that it looks. That's. I was like, it like it's funny that you cued in on this too because I thought like it was a distinct conversation we had together. I was like, damn, that's fucking sick. And I was like, but it, I, it has to be a helicopter shot or something because they sure as shit weren't using drones back then. It's one of my favorite shots of the movie because it's super so, cool it's my second favorite but the the first one is dude when at at the end there when he's looking over the bridge and it's like blue him. lighting yeah and dude, then the, yeah that blue moonlight that, dude that shit was fucking it does and that's when his hair is like full up too yeah, yeah. in fact you get the killer silhouette of like yeah. just like tough guy clint or more angry is bigger and bigger yeah, yeah, I did, dude. There are some moments of just like awesome camera work and cinematography, yeah, for like sure. Shot and yeah, I I would have loved if I if I ever got to talk to Clint before he dies, I would ask him how the fuck did you get that shot because that that looks sick because you see stadium one, especially yeah. how, like when the, they are um 
because you see like Harry just standing on top of him with the gun pointed at him and you pull out from that. And it's just like, that is it's sick. a dope scene. Like you oh. could have stopped that scene at any point and it would have been killer, but they just kept pulling out. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, damn, yeah, it got hella far back. Yeah. I was like, damn, it really set the tone too. It was like just them alone in that fucking yeah. place, you know? And he's just doing yeah, what mean, he wants to him. If the lights were hitting. It's like, it just, it, it highlights those two, like these two yeah. like Titans, you know, the bad guy and the cop, you know, kind of. And like you it. said, it's like the the direct next scene is the bathed in blue light. They're like the dopest scenes in the movie are back to back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we find the girl, right? But she's dead. It's too late. It's yeah. like normally it'd be this would be like a heroic moment. It's like, oh, this is the end of the film. Yeah. We got. It never uh, plays heroically, honestly. Yeah. It's like this dude's yeah. always killing somebody. You know what I mean? They're just like that's why that's why you need Dirty Harry because he's willing to just like put him away, like. Yep, you know because we he does catch him, and look what happens. You know in the yep. scene because of that brutality of you know pressing on his leg and you know bashing down his door and not not getting a warrant. So the gun they find like none of it's it's all admissible. They can't build a case around it, and they let him fucking go. Yep, and it's like yeah, that whole scene with the uh, with the DA and, and the, the judge, judge, oh, it's so frustrating. It's like it's like well what. You know, can't ballistics match the bullet up to the gun? It's like, it doesn't matter what ballistics can do. It's because yeah, you got the gun from his apartment, which the, he broke the door down to get right, to. Without a warrant, right? And the law is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is a good bit. It, it's because he's, you know, everybody's hands are tied and they're just like, I mean, it, it does paint Callahan and he's a reckless man. Like, he didn't yeah. follow proper police procedure in certain oh. Times the way he should have, but he did think that you know there's a girl that's going to be right, uh, and you know, that was his main point, right? Is he's like, bro, I had till three a.m. Otherwise, this, yeah, this no, girl like, well, was she was die. dead, and he's like, well, I didn't know that. Like, well, and I he tells that? him he's like, you can make an argument for that, sure. He's like, but the fucking brutality and the other shit, it doesn't really matter. Like, I can't yeah. remember, what, but the judge, but the judge does tell him something along the lines that, like. Yeah, that could be a stipulation for it, but you also fucked up X, Y, Z. It's a good scene. Maybe, like, I wonder if, like, maybe he hadn't kind of, you know, quote unquote, tortured him. Do you think that, like, maybe they could have, like, brought a case against this guy? That's or like, There's no witnesses there, though, like, to even know that that happened. <laughs> right. I mean, did yeah. George, he was, I mean, kind of, sort of. You wouldn't know that he stepped on his leg. Like, you just know that he shot him in the leg. Yeah, yeah right. Like, word, word, yeah. I don't know. Definitely. Uh, it's I don't know. It sucks to watch that scene play out because you're just like, what? You're going to just let him fucking go? Like, yep. this is the guy. You know, you have the guy, right? Like, this is the guy. There's no right. You don't need to look any further. He this even tells him he has a he had a confession, right? He's yeah. like, even he this, I think he, he tells him where the girl is. Yeah, that's how they find the girl. Yep. But what he did was justified. It worked. They found the girl, but it was they were too late. Yeah, it just uh it's so like heartbreaking that like that 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 happened. It's just But it's these all... little things also kind of drive his character arc too because in the end we see he throws his badge away. Right. He throws it into the water. And now yeah. I know there's sequels, but um I know it kind of works for this one film mm-hmm. at least as an I ending. Gonna, they thought that they I'm not sure that they thought they were gonna have any I'm not sure they did either I don't think they knew that they had this pop culture icon on right. their hands yeah I think okay. had had this been like a standalone film that would have been an awesome ending like oh yeah as- it was like a Yojimbo type ending he's like yeah. he's gonna walk into the uh 
Yeah. He's going to go do his thing. Something else. But uh, so Callahan is frustrated as hell. He's like, this guy's going to kill again. You know, you're letting him go. And so since no one else is going to watch him, Callahan's going to watch him. This is where we get like that scene of them. Not exactly being discreet. Yeah, no, no he he's like keeping an eye on him. It's like he's like he's like letting him know kind of like plain hey. clothes. But right. Scorpio is definitely aware that he's there. For sure. And then Scorpio pays. He, he pays some guy to beat him up. Yep. Uh, trying to get Callahan in trouble. But I do think uh, Rob, I mean, um, John, I'm, I was a little bit like. When that scene first played out, I was sort of like, what the fuck? Is he like into this? Is this like a kink of his? Uh, yeah, that's what I up? thought, too. And then I was also like, oh, is it a racial thing? Like he just wants a black man to beat him up because he's like right. a racist, but he's still more justified getting, like, or something. Yeah. It's weird, like the way it plays out. But then it's he's very just weird. kind of trying to motivate the guy to beat him. Yeah, um, uh, I think there's trying to frame Callahan. I, I think it's a little bit of both because yeah. he's, he's trying to frame Callahan. And I think he also gets some sort of sexual satisfaction. Like a masochist. Yeah. Because he gets hurt a lot in this movie, right? And, like, he takes the hurt and, like, you keep seeing him going and going and going. Well, I think we can even kind of play back to, like, what you were talking about earlier with the sound. Like, it was like a, like he had that pain, but it also almost sounded, like, erotic. You know what I mean? His when his face was, was all like, fucked up. He, and yeah. it looked like he was, like, orgasming from him. Yeah, yeah. He was like, That's I want like, every penny's worth or whatever. Every yeah, dollar, dude. Whatever it was. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck. It was a shady deal, too. I was like, what is I, I, I thought he was. I thought he was getting, like, guns or drugs or some other yeah, shit. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what's your plan here? You got spooked by Callahan, so now you ran off to this place. You're handing money off to this dude, and next thing you know, he's, like, beating you up. Oh, every penny's worth 200 I was he's waiting like, for him to be like, bring out the gimp. beating? Yeah. How much did he pay him for that beating? 200 That's a $200 beating right there? That's what yeah. he told him. He said, hey, he's like, because he hands him the money and he counts. He's yeah. like, damn, you really want $200 worth? And he's like, every penny. So, yeah. I, so also, I got to ask now, this dude's job, like he has a job just beating people up for money. Like, is that I, how back you... to the personal ads, dude? That's what I'm telling you. There's some weird shit going on. Yeah, it's like, in the I, personal ads where before there was Craigslist. They were, right. Yeah. Yeah. Craigslist just became an fly online... this position on marketplace, bro. Uh-huh. Plus, this guy like he's like man i beat the shit are you sure you want anymore it's like give it to me you black bastard and like he's yeah. like he tries to get that little bit out of him oh, he gets it. don't worry buddy this one's for free and he just fucking kicks him in the face i was like <laughs> yeah he tries to like motivate him to even kick his ass even more but then i started thinking like that's why i was like this this dude's sort of into it man for sure <laughs> but it's yeah fun. And I'll be honest, though, to be quite honest, this part of the film drags for me and it feels tacked on like the whole trying to frame. It doesn't go anywhere, honestly, like framing Callahan. It doesn't really do anything for the film. Or for the sure. The, like then they, it, they call him up and it gets put on the news and all. It's yeah. just extra. It's it's just noise. Honestly, like Harry does. Uh, he does get to visit Gonzalez in this part, which I do like. Uh, and he talks to Chico's wife and we find out that Callahan's wife was killed by a drunk driver. So we find that out. Uh, the mm-hmm. drunk driver was a um, it was a killer uh, orca. Uh, uh, you uh, beat me to it, you son of a bitch. Oh, it was on my lips. Oh, my bad. <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, that was perfect. But yes, that's a callback to our friend uh, G baby show waxing the porpoise. His uh, orca yeah. episode. Check it out. I don't know what number it is, but I mean, that shit was hilarious. So he was so dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
I, I'm going to defend the film a little bit here, too, because... Surprise, surprise. I know. So there was, a, in that process of the film coming together and, like, it changing hands with, the, like, potential different directors, different actors, there was also screenwriters that were working on and, like, rewriting the script and, like, making it more and more crazy. And one of the main guys that was in charge of... Uh, rewriting the film was a guy named John Milius. And uh, you, I don't know if you guys are aware of who John Milius is, but he directed Conan the Barbarian. Uh, oh, he, sweet. Uh, he did a number of films, like like a real kind of just crazy dude. He's awesome. Uh, he was also a screenwriter for Apocalypse Now and did a whole bunch of other um, like type of projects and stuff. But uh, these are the words of John Milius of like what was like how how far the film went when he was writing the script and he knew he kind of went too far. So Milia says his main contribution to the, of what ended up becoming dirty Harry's his main contribution to the film was a lot of guns and the attitude of dirty Harry being a cop who is ruthless. I think it's fairly obvious. If you look at the rest of my work, what parts are mine, the cop being the same as the killer, except he has a badge and being lonely. I wanted it to be like stray dog. I was thinking in terms of Kurosawa's detective films. Oh, nice. Also, yeah, so which is a film we're going to do at some point. Stray Dog is freaking awesome. Uh, Milius adds, in my script version, there's just more outrageous Milius crap where I had the killer in the bus with a flamethrower. I tried to make the guy as outrageous as possible. I had him get a police photographer to take a picture of him with all the kids lined up at school at the school. He kidnaps him at the school, actually, and they showed the picture to the other police after he's made his demands. He wants a 747 to take him away to a country where he'll be free of police harassment. Terrible things like this. And the children all end up like a grad, uh, end up like a graduation picture. And the teacher is saying, what is that object under Andy Robinson? And, a, and the cop says, that's a Claymore mine. Teacher asks, what's a Claymore mine? And we hear the voice of Harry say, if he sets it off, they're all spaghetti. Chief says, that's enough, Harry. Everybody said, that's too much, John. We have Milius doing this kind of stuff. I wanted the guy just to be totally outrageous all the time. And he is. And I think Siegel restrained it enough. And this is the idea like where, so there's all these, cra they just kept making it bigger and crazier and weirder. And Clanius was like, no, 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 go back to the original script. That's the best one. And that's, I think where, yes, it maybe it does drag in a few parts and it's a little weird, but like, what it could have turned out to be is nuts. And I'm glad that we get a little bit more of a restrained film in this case. And um, yeah, I get that. I get it. Yeah. I don't look, I don't like, uh, I'm just saying like, if I'm being critical, this part of the film is where I noticed like a moment of just like, I'm not as into what's going on here. And it just wasn't moving anything. There yeah. was kind of like, we had already caught the bad guy. I agree with you. I'm just saying it could have been a lot worse. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know about some of this movie does have one of those qualities of like a thing where a movie just it hit a lot of production woes, it sounds like, or like it shouldn't have been made. And when it was made, a lot of those movies tend to be awful. Right. It yeah. actually happened to be good. Right. Which I got to give it credit for that, too. Like with all the setbacks of like rewrites and handing over projects to people, when all those hands get involved. A lot of times you get this muddled like sort of project with no there's no drive there's no heart because not one person really worked on it right you know what i mean there's no vision like clear vision so but i think this film definitely has that 
Um, but yeah, then we get obviously the uh, uh, the Scorpio is like, oh, the liquor scene. Beat you up because now like he is kind of a he's a known figure, and it's like, oh, I'm being railroaded by the San Francisco police. Like, who's the one that beat you up? It's like uh, Harry Callahan, dirty Harry Callahan. Like he's the one that like did this to me. Yeah, homicide. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know this whole scene. Just to be honest, it just didn't, and it doesn't even. It happens right away. It doesn't. Then I, I don't feel like there's ever a scene too, like right after where they're like, "That's it, Harry. You're like you're off the force." You know what I mean? Right. Like, so there's none of that. And then this dude kind of heals up, yeah, super fast quick, because next scene is him at the liquor store, like bashing bottles. Yeah, bro. He's got like the Wolverine healing fucking. Thing. Yeah, for sure. So that's what I mean. I feel like the pacing of the movie and they this feels tacked on and it feels a little rushed too. That's why it doesn't make as much sense to me. Honestly. And I wonder I too, like, like even like going back to the like as close as they could to the original script. I'm wondering if maybe there is like a little bit like they didn't really know what to do at this point of the film. And so it does feel a little yeah, odd. I get the idea of like him getting away. Like that's fine. I just think. Awesome. But like getting to that ending it, yeah, it's a little. They're not really. It's sure. a little muddled. The ideas, I think, are a little muddled. Uh, I do like the liquor store scene, though. I like Scorpio in that. Feels like even more unhinged at that. Well, point. and it kind of, it's kind of a payoff to what it when they were talking earlier about the plan setup. These people robbed the same liquor store three or four times, uh-huh. and then he comes in and he even tells the guys like, "Oh, here you've been robbed four times," and then he or he yeah, says something. Like Fourteen, like, something. Like Seventeen in the last three. Last months. two, I served them on a platter. Yeah, yeah. So I I think it was also supposed to kind of be like part of a callback to that, you know, I, I don't uh, know. But no, it seemed like it was kind of trying to dot some eyes right there. But like yeah, you're talking been. about just which ones, I don't know. And why symbolism. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember, now he's all he's lost the, the 30 odd six rifle. He's lost the submachine gun. So he doesn't have any guns. And right, he's he- going to get there. So yeah. this is his way because he knows this guy, you know, he's that's this... a good point. I didn't even think about that. He take that. He went there for the gun. Yeah, he didn't even take the money. He doesn't yeah. take any of the money. He gets the bottle, smashes him in the head, grabs the fucking gun, searches the drawers, gets the bullets, puts the bullets in his pocket and just dips out and grabs another bottle of whiskey. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't grab any money. The, the whole his whole idea of that is to get the gun because he yeah. doesn't have another way to get it. Right. Because he doesn't have any money. He yeah. is he didn't get the hundred thousand dollars. He didn't and then, get, he, and then he upped it to two hundred thousand, right? Or is that did. double bubble, if you will. Yeah, double bubble. Uh, double bubble. <laughs> God, that that's, that's that's it. Uh yeah, so he gets he does he gets a bus flow to kids. He gets yep. it at one of the stops and gets on. Yeah. Well, for a while the kids don't know what's going on. Right. <laughs> What'd you say, John? I mean, uh, Rob. I was saying he's school bus inspector just hopping on here, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. hopping on. Just gonna check it out. Here's uh, this isn't a gun. This is just my this is my pen. Yeah, he just but yeah, he gets on the bus. Looks like a Luger. Like he jams that gun into her. It pump. is. It's sort of like a little mini Luger or something like that. The barrel doesn't look as long. Mm-mm. Yeah, it looks yeah. similar. But yeah, I like the scene that um, <laughs> Callahan's told not to molest Scorpio. Yeah, Doug. What a weird choice of words. He will not be molested. I gave my word. Like it, the word fits where it's used, being used. But it's just, it's you wouldn't say it like that. Like I don't think any, like anybody would say that. Like he, 
I gave my word. He will not be molested. That's the other thing, too. Where it's like, and this is like where Callahan is like, you're doing the same dumbass shit that like got us in trouble the last time. It's like, yeah, get, right. your, get someone else to do this thing. You know, get it's this. Like you guys keep playing around with this. Well, then guy. they had the fucking call to ask him to do it. Yeah, he yep. was like, like, bro, get the fuck up out my face. You fucking broke my back about fucking following this guy. You've been up my ass about doing this wrong, that wrong. And that, and then you turn around and say, hey, here's 200 stacks. Go fucking like, fuck you. Yeah. And um, we get to see this, the scene on the bus. Scorpio is like screaming at the kids to sing. Yeah. It's pretty oh alarming, man. It's um, it's terrifying. It's, it's very effective. I For thought sure. he, he like bugs out and he hits that one kid. Oh, dude, slaps the shit. Um, I think a lot of the scenes are cut, so it's like they show the kids, but then they're not actually in the room when he's bugging out, and then they show him bugging out. But yeah, it's effective the way it's cut, and it looks like I feel really these kids are like scared as shit. I also wonder too, like, because there's that scene like where he's in the park looking at the kids. I wonder if same kids. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, could be. But yeah, man, he's super intimidating on that in that bus scene. And then the bus is going down the highway, right? Yeah. It's taking an exit. He's like, make it right here. Make the right. Get on the right. Yeah. They're turning. And then all of a sudden, Dirty Harry is just posted up watching (laughs) the bus, like up on a bridge. How the fuck does he know that he's going to be there? Dude is like Jason. He's Michael Myers. It's unsettling. He's standing tall for sure. Scorpio is so surprised, and Callahan's standing there like like a ghost haunting him. Yeah, like, dude, just, he's just like dude, watching. He's still got his shades on. I don't know how he figured out how to how he knew where this guy was going to be, route. but I don't know wh- how he figured that out. But damn, is that scene one of the fucking coolest in cinema? Yeah, it's cool. And the yeah the the shooter's just so Scorpio is so like surprised and like oh dude oh he's God. fucking distraught bro he's like what what fuck? <laughs> like what is he doing there and yeah the same thing as the a viewer I was like what the fuck because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's just posted there and he's got like one leg up a little bit like it's just like yeah. arched you know he's, and he's just sort of like the- I got you motherfucker so it's definitely like superhero pose looking over the fucking city for just- real bro he still got his shades on. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, hey, and then he jumps on the bus. That is Clint Eastwood jumping on the bus. I know. You can tell. Thank yeah. God it has a luggage rack on the top of it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Have. What the fuck is that thing? Yeah, I guess. Well, I That's why he needed to feel secure that, to right? do it himself, dude. Anyway. <laughs> it's cool, though. Yeah, you see him on the bus. Like It looks like he's doing some stunts there, so. But yeah, it's just, and then we get obviously we get like the the he's takes out he like knocks the bus driver out and like he takes over driving the yeah. bus. Shake There's a scene where 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 Dirty Harry just points his fucking magnum at the front window at the dude. Like, what was your plan there? You're gonna blow his head off in front of these kids as the, and then what? The bus just veers <laughs> off the road because you killed the driver. Like, what was the plan there? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just like I, 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 whatever means necessary. I'm gonna kill this guy. I don't know, man. That shit was wild. I saw he sticks the gun on the window, and I just saw you see the barrel, and I was like, "Damn, dude, aren't you trying to hold on up there? <laughs> yeah. you, got, you can pull this huge hand cannon. Like, what do you, what does he even put that thing? It's got to be a holster around the body. It has to, bro. Can't hang that thing from the hip, bro. No, you'll but, have a problem. 
like running through this like i guess it's a quarry of some sort like or a, a gravel uh um yeah it was it's like a quarry yeah and so they they're running through that shooting at each other and I the bus was gonna flip i did too the way it pulls in there it looks like it's gonna flip yeah yeah and, and then yeah uh dirty hair he eat, he does eat some dust or some oh yeah there he when he falls into the gravel but then they, you know, they're, uh, Scorpio is being chased by Callahan. They're shooting at each other, uh, and then uh, Scorpio gets a hold of a kid who's fishing at the quarry for some reason. It's like it's so weird. Yeah, because that's what you do, bro. Yeah, fish at the quarry, fishing for bodies at the quarry. Um, and then uh, Scorpio takes him hostage, and it's like, drop the gun, drop the gun. I'll kill him. I'll blow his head off. We see how powerful the gun is too, because they exchanged some lead there, um, in order to set up the uh, how many bullets did I shoot? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. And, and when we see we see the shooter, his his uh, pistol is like choom choom choom, and then we hear Dirty Harry exchange some lead, and it it's like choom. Yeah, and I think ricochets at one point too. Yeah, yeah. And it's loud too. I was like, damn, his gun is fucking powerful. That gun is loud, by the way. You need to yeah. have hearing when you shoot that thing it's fucking loud but the uh yeah and you see harry start to lower his gun slightly and then he sees just like this slight opening and he just fucking shoots his sh- the scorpio's shoulder and you mm-hmm. hear the scream too he's like ah yeah. that's from the gunshot whizzing past his ear yeah probably. that that kind of bothers me because it's like if you're that fucking confident and that good of a shot how come you couldn't hit him for fucking dog shit the, the whole other time like yeah. you can hit a window that tiny and avoid a kid pop him in the shoulder and it's all good but you fucking you couldn't you couldn't hit him when you had a fucking spotlight on him you, you know what i mean like you couldn't kind of set up a cool moment john that's why i yeah i, I, I guess I it's guess. Well, movie I, magic john at that point, like scorpio is on the move that's a harder yeah, target yeah. to shoot where now yeah. he's still. Yeah. And he's very erratic too. He's like the squirrel from uh, Ice Age. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like... <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. He blasts him in the shoulder and he's fucking bleeding out pretty good. Yeah, he snapped it off on him for sure. Oh, yeah. I and wish it... there was some gore. I wish we saw just like the back of his arm blow out. Berg, I promise you, we don't ever have to hear you say, I wish there was some gore. We know you want <laughs> more gore. You want it to be terrifying, possession. Not all the time. Just show me a little, uh, yeah. I don't know, show me the wound. You're talking about how heavy duty this gun is, and it's it's. Oh, I've only seen it push people into windows and stuff, yeah. but I want to see, like, show me a hole. <laughs> well, show me it hit something that's not a person. All right, just so blow something the exit up. Wound. I want to see the exit wound. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, this is and then this is kind of like the the iconic fun scene at the beginning of the film, him thwarting the bank robbery. Yeah. Now kind of like the Harry Callahan at his wits end. It's like he is like he just he's like, you fucking try me. Yeah. And when he reaches for that gun, he fucking blasts him away. And you oh, so we get the, the famous line as well. And yeah, and yeah, it's like Callahan is. We get it, it kind of similar to the the uh, the stadium shot. We get that like you know we, after the yeah. go into the into the lake, you we get that panning out shot of the whole scene, and this is where Callahan just tosses his badge into the into the river or yeah. into the. 
And he's like, he's I'm fucking done with this shit. Yeah, it's a weird location. The the river that's next to the quarry. Yeah, but it's I don't know, man. This this movie's fucking cool. I love yeah. it. It's a cool shot. You're right uh, too, and it's so similar to that other one. But it's uh, it, they do it a little slower here at the end because it's like the end credits. Yeah. But I do dig it. I dig it, the idea of him like kind of walking away, and I and it leaves you wondering too, like, well, what's he gonna do? Is he? Because I, I think he kind of took a hint too from Gonzalez too, because he when Gonzalez is like, I'm gonna probably t- I have you know I could I could probably teach you know and not get shot at like that's probably better yeah. for me. And you could kind of tell in that Gonzalez scene they they play it like it's like oh this is more my wife's idea, but I'm just well, going along sure. with it. But yeah. um, you know she's she's a cool character like when you see her in the stairwell with uh, what's his name with uh dirty harry he doesn't like give her shit or anything you know and she tells him it was her right because she says something like like i couldn't you know watching him leave every night and not knowing especially after this like it i I feel like they definitely let you know like dude listen to his wife you know what i mean yeah but then i think maybe maybe clint takes a little i mean harry takes a little something from that too you know oh for sure hey maybe i could get out of this fucking thing i don't know yep but yeah, that's that's dirty Harry. Um it is. That's the dirty and the hairy of it all. Yeah, it's like yeah, I mean if uh John, like did this movie make you want to watch some of the other sequels or you know Yeah, yeah. I uh I came away going, uh I, I I get it. I get why it uh everyone speaks so highly about it. I would be down to to watch the other ones. It made me wonder why the fuck my grandpa never watched it. Like uh, I was a little confused because I was like uh you know, we watched all the other shit. We watched a uh, little big man, fucking, you know, uh, Butch Cassidy, Cool Hand Luke. We watched all that shit, but for whatever reason, just never this one. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, that's kind of. Well, I'm glad that I was able to share it with you. So yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, me too, man. Because uh, I don't think I've seen this film. Basically, yeah, uh, like I've I'm, seen parts of it, but yeah, I'm really glad I got to share it with you guys. And yeah, I hope I hope you liked it. I hope that uh, maybe it made you want to watch more Dirty Harry. Cause... It kind of did, yeah. Because yeah, they're also on display when I rented it, too. Right, all the, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. How many are there? Uh, so there's uh, five. There's Dirty Harry, that's the first one. Then uh, Dirty Harry Magnum Force. Uh-huh. Harry the Enforcer. Dirty yeah. Harry Sudden Impact. And Dirty Harry the, the Deadpool. Dead yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember the Deadpool. I've definitely seen that one. I think Sudden I didn't know that was the last one. He, he like upgrades his gun and all that gun. Like it, if it wasn't so fucking expensive and hard to find, I would totally own that gun. The yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. It's so, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. You know what movie Amazon uh, recommended to me after this one? Which, oh. What is it? Uh, Death Wish with Charles Bronson. Oh, what? Well, yeah, actually, I was like, what? yeah, that's good. That's good take, actually. <laughs> It's funny you bring that up. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to get into my review and I'm going to tell you why I reviewed it a certain way. And we're going to talk a little bit about Death Wish as well. But uh, okay. so I, review, review, you want to get into it? Uh, remind everybody like our our review system. We do it a little bit different here. So from like our, our best to worst, we have instant classic, buy it, rent it, just watch the trailer and never, ever watch this shit. Uh, so for Dirty Harry, for me, uh, yes, I'm a little bit biased, but I'm choosing instant classic. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, like I said, spending summer, uh, I said, there's a lot of nostalgia here for me, spending summers and winters watching Dirty Harry films and, uh, quoting lines with my grandfather is, um, was a big part of this. Totally. 
More than that is how important this film and Clint Eastwood were to film history. We did Pistol of Dollars uh, not that long ago, and that changed the Western. And this film completely changed the action film. Uh, we wouldn't have films like Death Wish, Cobra, Die Hard, the Schwarzenegger films uh, with like the quotable one-liners without this film. Uh, yes, this, does this film have some problematic themes? Uh, or some people would say that. I don't really give a shit, but I know some people would have a problem with this film. Well, they're of the time that this film takes place in. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But at, but at this time, it what it uh, matched the zeitgeist. Uh, yeah. The crime was up, maniacs were on the loose, and the public was tired and desired a character like Dirty Harry uh, to uh, to defend them. So yeah, like this this to me is it's an instant classic. That's why I I love this film. I've seen it probably fifty times. It's it's great. Okay. Uh, John, you're you're new to this whole thing. Why don't you uh, give us your your review, buddy? Me? Yeah. So. <clears throat> kind of talked about it uh, uh, already, right? Uh, lots of good stuff here. All kinds of, you know, the the quotables like you talked about. Uh, I, obviously, I don't have quite the same uh, sentimental impact, yeah. right? Um, which is very confusing to me. I'm still fucking very confused as to why we, we didn't watch it. Because it seems like a movie that we, we would have watched together. Uh, I love the character. Uh, San Francisco, you know, it's, I've grown up, you know, an hour and a half away from the Bay area my whole life. Like it's like the, I love the shots, uh, seeing the city, you know, Berg talked about the, the same thing. Those like night shots when they're cruising the streets of San Francisco, you know, and it's, it's just, uh, there's a, there's a lot of really cool things about the movie that I like. Um, don't know what it was, but for whatever reason, that shit was just too dark on some of those scenes. Uh, it's not a big knock, you know, it's not like, it's not that big of a deal, but uh, um, that would probably be the only criticism I would have was just some of that, the, some of the scenes just, just being way too dark. And then uh, same thing with the character. Like we talked about the, uh, the whole setup, the frame of the, the, there's just that, that kind of small lull towards the end. There, where it's like once we've we've got the character, uh, the psychopath, and we're bringing him out, he's getting all fine and all this. Uh, so for me, to, for my my rating, I think this is a buy it slash instant classic. All right. So I I get why people I get why people have that thought process. I I understand that. And who if if I if I would have seen this during the time that it came out, you know, or even. Uh, 10, 12 years ago, it could have a, a bigger impact on me. But for for today, watching it, I was like, this is a dope film. I enjoyed it. I get why people love it. I get why it's a classic. But for me, it's a buy it slash classic. Cool. Heidelberg, what about you, buddy? Uh, give me one second. I'm just, uh, just checking my score here. Just jerking it to uh, Dirty Harry right now? Just jerking it to guns. <laughs> no, I was just checking my score here. I was thinking about something. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> and I was also writing in your scores on the spreadsheet. Nice. Uh, pros. Great aesthetic. I love 
I love this film's um, aesthetic. I like that it's like a it's like a time capsule at the, for this point in the seventies. Oh. Um, I dig that. I I like Clint as Harry as Dirty Harry. I think he's the perfect choice for this character. We mentioned some of the other people that might have been able to play this role, but I think um, he brings like this certain gravitas that I I don't know that many other actors could have brought to be honest to this role in particular uh there's a great score in this movie i really liked the horror style uh like synth elements mixed with the 70s like funk cop theme going on i i don't know it just worked for me i dug it uh because the killer was scary it made the killer scary yeah and it made like it made uh harry cool uh at the same time because it had like a little bit of that 70s funk like you know badass cop vibe so i dug that uh i really really liked the cinematography was solid really some really cool shots um some really cool uh shots of really cool uh backgrounds and set pieces like and natural stuff and it looked like natural lighting with that blue almost like i'm I'm guessing at that night like um who knows maybe they put some blue hue into the light or something but it looked like beautiful uh, there were several shots that looked really beautiful, and I do think it showcased the the city of San Francisco a decent yeah. bit. I think I, I'm not from there, but I think it. I would say it did it justice, you know, as far as a film based in that area. Yeah, I was telling Don, it's like it's it, it's another character of the film is San yeah. Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the gun and his hair; those are the other characters <laughs> like that are, um, you know, not they're not as explicit, but they're there. Uh, I enjoyed Harry's uh, investigation. The investigation part, I, I really thought was there was some intrigue that I did enjoy. We know who the killer is, but still, like, how are they going to get him? Like, what are, what's going to happen? Like, what's the killer going to do next? I dug that. I like the cat and mouse of it all. Um, I think that's cool. I like that with cop um, movies and, like, investigations with killers and stuff like that. That's what makes serial, serial killer cases cool when there's, like, a cop trying to investigate and track them down. He's one one step behind, so I think it's interesting. I enjoy the cop that um that doesn't play by the rules kind of story, yep. Uh, when done properly, and I think this film does it very well. You know, it's tropey. You know, like the road cop that just doesn't play ball. You know what I mean? Like, do you think it was tropey in that time? I no, I don't. Is that the beginning of it? It's like kind of the trope is starting here. This is the first of its kind. There, yeah. It could- there is there is definitely a time before Dirty Harry, and there's definitely an after Dirty Harry, and you uh-huh. can see effects of uh, like like what I was saying is like this spawned a whole bunch of different types of people. Like you wouldn't get your John McClane's or like your your rigs, your Cobretti. You wouldn't have yeah. Mary. You wouldn't. Have, yeah, I, I hear you. Or it would be different, or like delayed, or yeah, you know, there would be a different trajectory. But definitely, yeah, just definitely in through like um in fucking inspired a lot of different archaeology if you will films yeah definitely the bones of it all yeah. the bones look at the bones man anyway uh so yeah all told so, some great filmmaking in this um some good characters uh i like the funk um i i dig the time period it's like i dig it uh, i do have some cons though even though i watched this in hd like i said man on Amazon, I don't know, too, the picture quality is very dark, man, in some yeah. scenes, like, very dark. And I don't think it was a nuanced sort of thing. I'd be honest, I think certain scenes were just kind of mishandled. 
Uh, and I could use like a little bit of an update and just go in there and touch up some of those scenes. Keep the dark ones really dark that need to be and then touch up some of the other ones because there's some scenes that just I don't think I don't know. Uh, it's unfortunate to be honest, like some of those scenes, because I like it took me out a little bit. Uh, but you know, it's still a great film. So, right, like you said before, John, like it's it's not the hugest thing, but it's it's still like it still bothered me because I'm like, man, like this, it just I don't know. Like yeah, I said, it took me out going of like, what the fuck is going? Yeah, I wanted to see more what was going on in some of those scenes. Um, we don't know. Uh, we don't really get to know Scorpio the killer enough to be honest yeah. uh I, like what his motive what his motives are or like you know i don't know just any information about more information about him would have been nice not a ton don't drop it on me just right. kind of place it let me pick it up infer it and let me pick it up somewhere i don't know but uh they don't really flesh him out at all to be honest and that kind of bums me out uh i would have liked to see a little bit more about him uh and the ending i said it just kind of drags um there is some drag man like i'll be honest it just bothered me a little bit um you know they get the guy and then he gets off on a technicality okay and then then he fakes getting beat up and the next thing he's off and terrorizing again with the school bus and it's all over the place you know what i mean at the end it falls apart a little bit Mm -hmm. to be honest um but it's still a great ride and the performances are great so uh with that said i think i'm john i think i'm probably in line with you yeah uh that i'm probably gonna give i'm thinking i'm giving dirty harry a buy it slash instant classic like i get it it is an instant classic i can't really say uh, but for me it's like it is marred with some flaws that i think for i don't know i would watch this film multiple times i just like it's not uh i don't know those issues bother me if they touch it touch those issues up the movie would could be like an instant classic all the way for me. Yeah. So, and again, I think the like time period of seeing it, you know, I think if you would have seen it, you know, in, in the eighties or oh, whatever, yeah. or like, you know, maybe, maybe that has like a different value with you as it sits longer or something, but like just catching it as like a, a, a old film kind of looking back as a, as another reason I was just like, yeah, just, I, I can't quite get there, but I get that other people do. Like, it's definitely a buy it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, well, you know, it is a classic. It's tough to, like, not say it's not a classic, you know what I mean? So, like, right, I'm willing exactly. to meet it halfway. Yep, yep, yep. But you guys didn't give it a full instant classic, so we're not friends anymore. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I get what you guys yeah, like for me, I mean, it is an instant classic. It's just not, I'm not rating it that way, but oh, it yeah. is still an instant classic. I, 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 know, sense, I, I think, you know what I mean? um are are very i said it's a little bit of the nostalgia glasses for me a little bit like because i'm i also give a little bit of a higher rating because of the historical value of a film too and Mm -hmm. like my like this is like kind of like the first type of this film a little bit and it changed the course of the action film because there were action films before this i mean obviously we talked about yojimbo we've talked about uh uh you know some other stuff uh but it's but this is a different type of action film. And and from this moment is where we get like, you know, kind of the action films that we grew up with Die Hard and Cobra and all, all that stuff. So, that, so I, I do tend to get like a little bit of a higher rating because of the historical value as well. I mean, I'm a, I'm an archeologist, of course I'm going to do that. So, but it's like I said, this is a, I think we all, we all love this. We all ended up really liking this film 
And uh, no, I was really excited to share this with you guys for the first time. And um, hopefully it's a film you guys will come back to. And maybe we'll, we'll talk about some more uh, Dirty Harry uh, later on in the, in the show. Fuck yeah. But uh, now that we're done with Dirty Harry, we've kind of finished up our trilogy of 1971. What's next? Heidelberg, it's your pick. Yes, it is. Next week is my pick. And we are going to be covering 1979's The Warriors. Ooh. So Sorry. come out to play. Never seen it. I know. Me? So I'm, I I know the line. I know like the one like really famous line, but that's it. I've never seen it. I'm really what about excited. can you dig it? Can y'all <laughs> dig it? Can you dig anyway? Is that, uh, from, yeah. is that from that film too? It is. We'll see it next week. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So the Warriors uh, from 1979. I uh, don't know exactly where it's streaming at all. At it is on moment. right now. Huh? on paramount right now i thought i saw that or like mgm plus it might be on mgm plus too but like i have paramount so what i was looking at yeah nice nice yeah that's next week's pick well social medias we do other uh other projects around here um heidelberg you have another podcast what's that called where can people uh reach you there uh my other podcast is called a cut above horror review we are a, a trio me john and jacqueline that uh rate and review horror movies each week um you can find us on instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review on twitter at cut above horror and on facebook at a cut above horror review and you can find us on any podcatcher anywhere anywhere you find your podcast john you do some stuff too buddy like what do you, what do you where can people find you me, I am all social media kinetic underscore onslaught spelled O N S L O T. Uh, on Twitch, however, there is no underscore, it's just twitch.tv kinetic onslaught O N S L O T. Uh, play old video games, mainly retro, love fighting games, might do some Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat here and there, but uh, for, for the most part, yep, NES. NES, tough as nails, platformers, old ass RPGs, uh, dog shit control games, third party Barbie. dog shit games, Barbie, you name it, we play it. Yeah, Barbie is not a good game. It is, it's tough and like, and Dude, not, it's not that bad. Uh, I might, it's, uh, it's a long conversation, but, uh, yeah, it's Barbie. Barbie is definitely a game. And uh, I beat it. It's over. I'm glad it's over. It but turns out that she is a Barbie girl in a yeah. Barbie world. It really was a Barbie world. She was yeah. she was in her dreams, dreaming up Ken. And mm. I had to collect. Well, yo, don't spoil it. I might still play it one day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, no, say less. <laughs> uh, Just to jump in, A Cut Above is a wonderful show. Let me tell you, you guys really should check it out. I never watch the movies because I don't watch scary movies. I listen to every episode. It's fucking crazy. That's awesome. They they walk you through it. They get I I feel like I've seen the movie. I'm like, I'll listen to the review and I go, oh, man, maybe that is a good scary movie. I'm going to go ahead and say it is. And uh, I don't need to watch it. there's a few episodes that i've been on that i think you should check out the bad seed and prom night those are awesome ones (laughs) yeah they were we're pretty good and uh the two of you guys might be coming on sometime soon in the near future so who knows we're gonna do a we'll do a cinemigos collaboration here pretty soon i think that'll be a lot yeah might have some Uh, things going on 
Yeah. As for myself, uh, I also have another podcast too called Circle of Jerks Podcast. Uh, we're up on YouTube. Um, and you can hit us up on Twitter at podcast COJ and Twitter Circle of Jerks Podcast. Uh, we do weekly live stream on Tuesdays where we kind of talk about some esoteric ideas, you know, stuff that's going on in the news that interests us or, you know, whatever topic that like, kind of hits uh, Andy's and I, uh, my mind of like what we kind of want to talk about. We also do a uh, weekly movie review, um, not as uh, in-depth as we do here on the Cinemigos, but still kind of a, a, a lot of fun that we have there. And we also have... Um, our main show that we do where we bring on guests, we'll talk about movies, we'll talk about a subject or whatever. Heidelberg's been on there a number of times uh-huh. as well as well as Good the time. other from a cut above has been on there a few times. So lots of fun that we're having over there on uh circle of jerks. Uh, but if you're a fan of the Cinemigos, where can they find us Heidelberg? Uh, if they want to visit us on Instagram, they can find us at Cinemigos underscore podcast. And on X slash Twitter at Tres Cinemigos, T-R-E-S-C-I-N-E-M-I-G-O-S. And with all that said, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you, tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off. You got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? your badges badges we ain't got no badges we don't need no badges i don't have to show you any stinking badges <laughs>